who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome to season two of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Thanks, Stephen. Um, Ted Travelstead is here to talk about one of my favorite movies, my new favorite movie, <laughs> 12 Feet Deep. This one came up in the um, in our Facebook group, which was, which, you know, we're kind of on and popping. And I should, I should add, you guys, we do have a Patreon page. I don't know if you know that, um, but we have one, patreon.com slash, I don't know, just look at Mother May I Sleep with the Podcast on Patreon. I should I should know that um, I should know what it is I just don't um, but you guys um, you recommended this movie to me and I have to tell you I'm not even sure if this is a lifetime movie it 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 did end up being a lifetime movie it's gone through like three incarnations yeah because three it, different titles too I believe yeah so it's uh, okay so it's twelve feet deep colon trapped sisters yes but now I mean I, but I also have heard it referred to as because one of our one of our favorite things here is how Lifetime movies, I don't know if it's how they market it by region or if there's a reason why they can't call it a certain thing in certain places. But a lot of these movies we, we do have like the poster for the film does not match the title of the movie at all. <laughs> Like, it's a completely different title. Like, it might as well be a different movie. <laughs> so... Do you know what the other... Did you look up what the other titles uh, were? Yeah. It's like of all the information I have, it's, I, I, do, I think it was something about the danger in the deep end or some kind of like... like that makes sense. Deep end, going down the deep end. Can we, like, can we theorize on um, why it is they do that? Is it different markets, do you think? Or 
I wonder if it started out, I wonder if it like ended up at Lifetime, like if it was made. Right, shopped around. Shopped around, then Lifetime, you know, said, all right. That's interesting to think of someone putting their money down on this and being like, you know what, we're just going to make this and see what happens. Um, So I noticed the first thing right away that like popped up on the screen was that one of the production companies was called Citizen Skull. Citizen Skull, their um, their little uh, tagline is uh, the nucleus of all quality projects. The story. That is really funny. Now, did you see that one of their movies is called Pussy Willow Dirtbags? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. But that seems like story it's, is what makes that a quality project. Right, exactly. There's a movie just called Doula, and then they have no idea what year it was made, so they just have four question marks next to the title of it on IMDb. It's called Doula? Like 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 a, like a doula. Yeah. Like, like who a, helps with births. Yeah. I mean, I guess that sounds scary. I am sure, I'm sure that's a horror movie as that, well. That, I can see that being a horror movie in a minute. Let me click on Doula and see what's up with her. Because <laughs> that's actually like probably an under for... Oh, wow. A secluded redneck community dealing with the aftermath of their local midwife encounter... <laughs> encounter four girlfriends on a road trip to escape the past on a perfect... On the perfect locality for an entrapment to begin. Is this a sentence? Can, will you read this? Is this a real sentence? Am I am I just like am I hitting the wrong beats or is that like not a sentence? A secluded redneck community dealing with the aftermath of their local midwife encounter. No, it's not. Four okay. girlfriends on a road trip to escape the past on the perfect locality for an entrapment. No, this was this is uh, fake. That's not, English. That's, it's yeah, like that's it's like a bad translation. That's it, like somebody. You're exactly right. They probably tried to translate it's it like from a, another language. You know, I'm just going to throw out like it might be like a Korean production company that has financed the film totally. and now tried to market in America. Yeah, because they can't even say what your doula was made. Pussy Willow Dirtbags. I'd like to look into for a moment. But there was an image for the doula poster, right? Of like a rocking chair and a woman. Yeah, yeah. it was a rocking. It was a very scary font, too. Now, Pussy Willow <laughs> Dirtbag says old dreams, new superstars. And I have a feeling based on <laughs> based on this. that Oh, it's a do- OK. So Pussy Willow Dirtbags is a documentary from Pedro Del. Delbray that can, documentary yeah that follows a group of adults who play a game of pickup baseball on Tuesday afternoons <laughs> <laughs> that is the like the most misleading title um I mean I think honestly that's their version of like a um like a trivia team name oh totally you know, like, yes like absolutely. they're like oh we don't have a name for our pickup baseball team we'll just go with like pussy willow dirtbag yeah I mean you that know? makes complete sense yeah but did not expect that as no i mean literally why would you like there's nothing about that that implies that if i had to i would think it was a coming of age film Uh, yeah or like some sort of uh uh dukes of hazard uh updated southern fried uh um you know sex comedy oh totally yeah 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 uh, there's also a show called Mother of the Bride, which I think is just a reality show. I mean, I think I could probably sell something to Citizen Skull. Uh, but I feel really confident about that. I I I, th- I think it would. Yeah. It's- Should I ask my agent if I can get a general at them? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
hear me out. <laughs> they made a lot of really great films, uh, such as Heartthrob. Yeah, like, oh, and I love it when they act like, oh, Peter Fascinelli is in this, and he's a person, right? He was the one who um, hurt Jenny Garth's feelings. Peter Fascinelli? Yeah. Is he's he not the-, the guy... Who's the guy from Bosom Buddies? The not Tom Hanks, but the other guy who was a dad on Girls. That's um not that's some. Oh no, that. I think he's too young for that. This guy was, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy was on the Supergirl TV show Nurse Jackie. I mean, you know what? Just goes to show. Yeah, he was the he's the guy from Twilight that was married to Jenny Garth, and then I don't know if there was cheating there or what it was, but their breakup was both a surprise to people and upsetting. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Okay. I don't really, I don't really, I mean, look, I'm not happy to see someone get divorced, but I have to say that like when everyone was like, love is dead. When Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris announced their like divorce, I was like, who cares? Like, what were you literally basing your life on whether or not that marriage survived? Like, I vaguely knew that they were married, but like, it's not like this isn't love is dead material for me. Love is dead is like Scott Peterson killing his wife. Yeah. The, literally. Yeah. Literally. It's yeah. fucking dead. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I wasn't invested in Chris Pratt, Anna Ferris in a way that, uh, yeah, that didn't, I, I mean, I can't say that I had, there's been a celebrity breakup or two that I've, that's kind of bummed me out, but yes, just so mildly. You know, I, I'm just disappointed in Ben Affleck. That's where I really come yeah. in on that. Because I feel like Jennifer Garner is the best mother in America. And I've been witnessing that for a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, how dare you hurt her? Yeah. Do you think her move towards evangelical film came after their breakup? Or was that just always... Is she doing evangelical She's film? done some... I'm not talking hardcore Christian movies. Sure. But moving in there. There's a couple that have kind of... In theaters? I think so. Wow. Yeah. I mean, good for her. I do know that Ben was raised Catholic. By the way, like, you guys were talking about lobsters because Wags has a stuffed lobster. We can get into the movie in a minute. I just need to say this out loud. I'm, I want a lobster roll so bad right now. But I could never trust it. Because it's, Massachus- it's not from Massachusetts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where are you from? Oh, all over. But I did... New Mexico, but I lived in New England. I lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for two years. Oh, okay. So I know about... I don't love New Hampshire. Oh, look, it was the darkest time of my life. Yeah, Seventh and eighth sense. grade, like going through puberty in, in a small coastal New Hampshire town. We've talked about this because I think we assholes have. are from uh, New Hampshire. Like a lot of the people from there are assholes. And so I can't imagine that was a fun time. No, it was it, to go from New Mexico to New Hampshire. Right. Uh, and then without your dad in the picture was like, yeah, it was... It was it was super dark. That um, is rough. New Mexico is lovely. Did it, you know? It, yeah, it is. They give you like if you are if you live in Albuquerque, like just for living there, no matter what your income is, you get two hundred dollars in food stamps every month. I I'm not aware of that, but I think that sounds very reasonable. I mean, it I is the pack land up of enchantment. There tomorrow. So. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah. There was um, I was on a road trip, passed through Albuquerque. And some like home, and thank God the waitress at this place we got explained to me the food stamp situation. She was like, "Oh, you guys from out in L.A. Like I used to live out there, but I love living here. Like you get the food stamps." And I was like, "What food stamps?" And she was like, "Because she's like, it has her job." And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, 
what food stamps are you on? And she's like, no, everyone here gets food stamps just for living here. Um, so then a homeless guy hits me up right when I walk outside. He hits me up. He hits me up right <laughs> as soon as I walk outside of the um, restaurant. And he's like, hey, my food stamps haven't come yet. Like, And I was like... Wow, wow, man, this is just like a thing people are talking about. They're food stamps. Yeah, it's like once you hear a thing, you start hearing it everywhere. I and mean, so. I guess it could be that effect as well. Or they But you should have really... said, well, dude, they'll, they'll come. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, man. They come every month. <laughs> the waitress might have some that yeah. if you go in. Yeah. I wonder if like they expire after a month or if you can just hoard your food stamps. Ah, wow. You could be like I food stamp rich. Yeah. Like, I've, like, you have your own account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like that. I would like to, I would like to look into a lifestyle where I do that. So, um, basically, this movie, I'm an idiot. I would like to throw that out there. I'm a, be- actually, you know what? No, I'm not an idiot. I'm a believer. Um, I really thought when they said this movie was based on a true story that we were watching a factual reenactment. Oh, wow. Well, that would have been so great. I mean, right? And that's like part of the it's reason. It's so tragic, but actually, well, not really, because, well, yeah. we don't want to, no spoilers. I mean. No, I mean, it's okay if you use spoilers. <laughs> I will tell you, there's a there's a, a, a strange mix of people who listen to this podcast. A lot of them are Lifetime fans that know and love these movies. And then there's some that are just like, yeah, I've never watched Lifetime. I just like to listen to you guys talk about them. So they they will never see the movie. They, we could lie to them about this the entire time. Um, so, yeah, spoilers aren't really a big deal. But I will tell you, there's a lot of tragedy in this that even if it did happen to two sisters, hard top pool cover aside, there's a lot of tragedy in this Oh, family. yeah, big time. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually kind of dark that the writers chose this of all things. Huge. To, I mean, the pool is the least of their issues, honestly, really. Like, um, when, like when they start to get into it, I, cause I, first of all, I just got to ask, how do you think you would handle this situation? <sighs> well, you know, I was thinking about that, like in the movie itself. Um, you typed I, out your notes, you're the best. What's that? You typed out your notes, you're the best. <laughs> well, I, try, I started to transcribe them because my handwriting is just like a crow, like scratching on the I don't think rooftop. anyone has ever come this prepared before. Oh, this is wow. amazing. Well, hold on. It's just, it's mostly just the same sentence over and over. <laughs> okay, good. It's a Citizen Skull production company tagline typed over and over again. Exactly. Um, I did write down at some point the four stages of getting stuck in a pool. Um, which, because I was thinking about the seven <laughs> stages of grief, uh, in the movie, I, 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 it's like shock and denial, anger and bargaining, depression, reflection, loneliness, and then eventually acceptance, which I take as drowning. Yeah. Um, I, if I think personally, if I, that happened to me, well, I realized, you know, there's a shallow end. Yes, and I was... Already, so you're not treading Steve, water the whole time. No, I told Stephen before this, I was like, dude, this movie's going to be horrifying. It's called 12 Feet Deep. I'm like, that means it's an Olympic-sized pool that doesn't have a shallow end. Because, like, in my experience, Olympic-sized pools do not have a shallow end. But um, it did, in fact, have a shallow end, which for me really took away the majority of the danger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife watched the trailer with me. She's like, oh, I would just snap on one of those ropes because they have those floating ropes, Same. you know, which ended up happening in the Land movie. Dividers, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, 
but the, yeah, the, the shallow end, if it happened to me, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm claustrophobic, so right. that's a little upsetting. I, I, I got to say quickly, sorry, I don't want to take tangent off, but um, uh, the, the first thing I thought of when I watched the trailer was a movie that I saw as a child mm-hmm. called The Legacy. Never heard of uh, it's it. A, it's 1978, I think. It's a British-American horror film. Uh, Sam Elliott, Catherine Ross, Roger Daltrey's in it. Um, it's basically about these L.A. interior decorators that somehow go over to England and get caught. In a, they get, they're in a house with these five people that are kind of benefactors for this guy who's dying. Okay. And so they're all there to vie to see who's going to take over the estate, this big English estate. And uh, they all start dying off mysteriously one by one. Um, but this one death scene, this woman is swimming in this lovely pool and she goes to surface and it's just suddenly turned to like a glass top. Oh, no. So she's trapped under the water. Uh, and as a child, I just uh, vivid memories of her. Like there was no, um, you know, airspace or anything. And she they stole this from that. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of influences out there. I mean, there is the true story of the woman in Australia who... So she died on Christmas Day, but was she stuck under a hardtop cover? It said she was stuck under the pool cover. But I don't get it, really. Uh, yeah. You know, like, if... I don't know, there's all sorts of... There's floating pool covers, there's floating things. So yeah. there could be, you know, an element of something very heavy that you can't... But it's all, it seems very suspect to me. Yeah, it is super suspect. And additionally, yeah, like someone put her in there. So like three days isn't that big of a deal. Like when you think about other climbs and conditions you could be stuck in that are like miserable, this is not even close to my top three. No, not even. And it's so, and if it is a heated pool, which it, it, it is. Yeah. Um, and most pools, uh, for competition pools are heated. I found out to about 80, 84, 82 to 84 degrees, which is for the best, the best, the best exercise. That's the, for, for exercising. Yeah. Um, so I, you, you know, if you're in a heated pool, there's a shallow end. I don't think you really, you might, there might be some dehydration, you know, yeah, you know, dehydration at worst. I mean, three days without water is about as much as somebody can go. So, yeah. um, I mean, if you had, if you drank some of the chlorine, what would happen? Like if you were just taking small sips? I, I, I wouldn't, I mean, that's a good question. I, I you know, there's already chlorine in your tap water, depending right. where you are, where right. I lived as a child, there was an overabundance of chlorine in the tap water and it stained my teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, luckily not to the degree where I can't smile. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but there was, uh, but I know that different places have, have chlorine in the water. Um, wow, that's terrible. But, but so I would imagine it'd be um, less dangerous than drinking seawater, for instance. Yeah, oh, if you sure. Were like, yeah, no, you, know. you, won't, you, you would not be drinking seawater. No, you don't even. You don't last long with that. Don't go, no, go there. No, some gets in. The Atlantic Ocean is so salty, too. It's yeah. way saltier than the Pacific Ocean, that's, in my experience. Yeah, that's interesting. I I have more experience in the Atlantic Ocean, and it is salty. It is salty. As hell. Yeah. Um. So, let's get into our two leads. So we have these two sisters. Uh, I'll just tell you now. One is named Bree. She's the one that's obviously named Bree. Like the names alone are so 
Bree and Jonah. Jonah spelled Jonna, J-O-N-N-A. But I guess, would anybody call themselves Jonna? Probably not. No. I mean, but like also, how did she even come up with that? Like, how did their mother come up with that? I mean, especially like it didn't sound like they had the best home life. No, it didn't. I mean, you know, uh, her mom, their mom now has a boyfriend named Steve, I guess, apparently. We oh, find right. Out. Um, that's they're not a big fan of, but he's got to be better than the dad, as we will find out, because the dad was uh, the dad's really the whole reason we're in the pool. Yeah. And Jonah is is kind of an exotic name to me in a way. And I don't know where she would have found that name. I really don't. I don't see this as a woman who's leafing through, you know, literature or something <laughs> like that looking book. for names. Yeah. Maybe it was just in the baby name book that you buy at the grocery store. But who knows? Um, and then. Um, so Bree's like had like, I don't know, a much more charmed life. It seems uh, she's obviously been through some shit, but she seems like the sister that like. Has it together. She's been favored, it seems like, almost, in a way. Do you think they're twins? No. Okay, I was under the impression they were twins. Huh. That's interesting. I was under the impression that Brie was a little older, and she was kind of the protective older sister. Okay. Um, uh, based on what comes out later in the film. Sure. Um, I, I thought that, you know, yeah, I don't know, for some reason... It seemed like she was just a little bit older. I guess I also thought she was older because, uh, or they were twins because, like, who the fuck goes swimming together? Like, yes, that's something well, you do because with your a twin. they have nearly have the same bathing suit. Yeah. Uh, both bathing suits zip down the front. Yeah. Uh, there. At first, I thought it was the same bathing suit, but it's a little different cut in the back. Yeah. But then I was like, well, is this a bathing suit that do they make? all women wear the same bathing suit at this pool? Is, is there some sort of uniform for this pool? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I think the zipper existed solely because they were like, how are we going to fit possible cleavage into this film? Y- yes, yes, Jonah's kind of playing with that zipper at the beginning. Like, yeah, what are you doing? You, you, need to, <laughs> you need to know. Um, so... Yes, so that, that yeah, that was an interesting... Sorry, you were saying why you thought they might be twins, and I... I don't know. I guess I'm just saying that, like, going swimming with someone is so intimate and strange. Like, who just, like, meets up with someone to go swimming? Uh, well, that's what... Yes, especially... It's so weird. I was thinking, like, if you haven't seen somebody, clearly, they make it clear that they haven't seen each other in a long time. Like, years, maybe. Possibly years. Like, uh, you know, she said... I mean, she reveals later, Brie reveals that she's a diabetic and that she's been a diabetic for three years and her sister didn't know this. Well, but okay. So let's say you haven't seen somebody. Let's say you haven't seen your sibling in a year. Right. You're going to meet at a pool. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, I like Six here's months, the, it's, weird. it's like, let's have coffee <laughs> or let's come over to my house. Let's catch up a pool. Like swimming might be three or four. Like you go, you catch up, you have coffee. Then you then a week or so later, you have lunch, you've reestablished, you know, a connection. Yeah, exactly. And it's then like, you maybe say, Hey, remember when we had the good times at the pool when we were kids, let's go swimming. You know, it's it, an even more severe version of like why you don't go on to a movie on a first date. Yes. It's like, because your head is submerged in water like how are you supposed to catch up when you're doing laps exactly you know i don't know unless brie planned this as a way for them to really reconnect (laughs) so yeah there's also a lot of finger pointing in this movie which i did not i mean i'm a person who's so naive that i would never think to assume someone was doing anything evil and there's a lot of finger pointing in this movie that's a little off topic but i'll just tell you right now that we know it's a three-day weekend because the pool manager who's my 
absolute husband. He's like, he's probably like 65 years old. And <laughs> so he's, angry. He's so angry. And he's call, he's talking to his wife on the phone. And he's like, hey, honey. Yep. What you making? <laughs> what is like turkey giblet casserole? Yeah, but he, so, but who's, but he says giblet. Giblet. Turkey giblet casserole? <laughs> what the Jesus Christ. So do you think it was his choice as an actor to use that hard G? I think they were trying to imply that his wife is stupid. Yeah, because he's repeating to something make room back. For me. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was... I, I think he's he's obviously repeating something, um, and also like that's just so classic. Like you know, bad. Like oh yeah, your wife's a bad cook. Like who makes that? Who would make that? Who would think anyone wants to eat that? So on, many different things you can make other than turkey giblet casserole. So, so many other things. I mean, unless they, they she just had them lying around, maybe there's a recipe we don't know about that's much better than it sounds, but no. it was a choice that the writers made that I thought was a little bit shady. Oh, it was totally, I was yeah. like, you're implying that either A, these people are like kind of white trash, B, just like the wife's a, a big dumbo, C, I mean, they're just like, I mean, it's a, it just was like, it just was like trying to, I don't know, point out the working classness of it all. And I didn't, I, I wasn't a fan of that. No. I mean, and you work at a pool doesn't mean you're lower class. Exactly. You're no. going to eat weird casseroles on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. I think I keep forgetting that it was Thanksgiving. That's, that's the reason it was the holiday weekend, right? Yeah. Well, well there was really no way for us to know that except for, um, Except for the fact that Jonah at one point says, when we get out of here, I'm going to eat the whole Thanksgiving turkey. Yes. So do you think it's... So, okay. Like, do you think it's um, post-Thanksgiving? So that turkey giblet casserole is, is leftover? Like, made from the leftovers? Well, or? then what would be the three-day weekend right after, shortly after... Is it Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday? You know what, actually? Wow. Um... But then why would it be open on Thanksgiving? That's no weekend. Yeah. This is not. Wow. Oh, my God. These guys fucked up. (laughs) Unless they were swimming on Thanksgiving. Which would, I guess, I mean, if that's the case, I can see why he'd be so pissed. Because he's pissed from the get-go. He's he's insulting the children. He's like, (laughs) you know, little putts. And, uh, yeah, it's it's not, um, it's, it's just not not a happy place the whole pool has this kind of ambiance of a prison yeah a well bit. pool employee culture is not known for it's like friendliness like it's a very <laughs> it's not no a running. friendly industry <laughs> like it's just everyone is always there's so much danger involved like you're constantly on edge like some kid <laughs> slips and hits their head like you just like you have your finger like you have nine in one dialed at all times with, with that other one ready to go at any point at any moment so yeah, we see at the sign. The, the sign goes up. Uh, pool closing for extended holiday. Maybe it's different in Canada. I don't know. Look, I'm trying to make this work for them in ways that they didn't try and make it work for me. Exactly. So. Exactly. 
Um, we see Brie get out of the pool. She debates leaving her ring on or, or to take it off. She decides to take it off, which I think was the move. Maybe don't wear your new engagement ring in a public pool anyway. Yeah. But I guess it's like so that Jonah doesn't see it right away. Like it's a surprise. Like she wants to, because re- she wants to reveal, like, look at the ring. Yeah. And there's also just so much tension between the two of them that she's like, dude, I haven't even told this bitch about my diabetes. Like, yeah. I can't. I am not going to, like be like hey i have diabetes i could go into shock at any time and also i'm engaged like it's just too much to catch up with especially now that we know that jonah is a drug addict yes so So weirdness sorry one sec why does she have in her glove compartment a syringe i that's just like it says i it's they want you to know she's a drug addict or a recovering addict or it's a ridiculous like it's like, what can we do in this moment, this directorial choice? What can we, let's throw a syringe in the glove compartment so we know that she has her struggle. Yeah. There's, there's her obstacle. Uh-oh, syringe. But see, what's interesting is they have, in the previous shot, they have one shot where they reveal that Brie is both diabetic and a burn victim in the same <laughs> shot. Like she checks her blood sugar. Yeah. And you see her burned arm all in the same shot. Yeah. Her blood sugar, by the way, is 105, which is pre-diabetic. Normal blood sugar is between 70 and 100. So, but then later, see, and there was a lot of online arguing about this diabetes stuff. Oh, the writers. The writers didn't represent that well, because later she says, I have low blood sugar. Yeah. And, uh. And th- this woman online is like, well, if she has low blood sugar, she needs carbs. Uh, yeah, yeah. She needs gl- a glucagon shot. She doesn't need insulin. Uh, and there was a lot of black back and forth about that. And she, the, the writer's not re- representing diabetes well. Yeah. Um, and when we'll, we'll find out, there's more about the diabetes. I have a lot of questions and I'm glad the online community spoke out about it. Yeah. Um, because... I really, I didn't get so reddity, and normally I do love a good Reddit moment, but I didn't really go there um, this time except to find out. I think I felt very defeated when I found out this wasn't a scene-by-scene true story. Yeah. And that was a very defeating moment for me. You just thought it was going to be like security cam footage of the actual event. basically. (laughs) So um, we find out also that Jonah is like, we find out in a little bit that she's been sober for a while. So I'm also like, or I thought that we were going to be watching her go through like heroin withdrawals. Three months, two weeks, 14 hours. Yeah, which says. also is not that long. No. And also in to have paraphernalia around you still at that point. No, and what I was... Oh, yes, to get back. That seeing the syringe right after you see the blood sugar check, could you could say like, well, are they both diabetic? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not... I, I didn't, but but I mean that that w- that could be confusing. Um, yeah. But but the th- yeah, I, I think the first third of the movie, I kept thinking, oh, okay, one's going to go into diabetic mm-hmm. shock, and the other one is going to be in withdrawal, and they're both going to be looking for their quote unquote fix. You know, you need that fix. And I wish it had played out like that. Yeah, me too. We'll send. I'll send some notes to Lifetime, but. <laughs> We see um, a sanitation worker. Is I, I don't know why I like wrote a sanitation worker. Like throughout this, I call her a janitor. I don't know really what she is. She's just kind of like the she's, cleaning lady yeah, for the custodian. Uh... Totally. Um, so she's in the woman's locker room looking through the lost and found, and the manager catches her taking cash from wallets. Yeah, and 
Go, oh, go ahead. It just, this, I don't know. I, this is one of those scenes where I was like, either this is supernaturalistic and just, and brilliant, or this is one of the worstly, worst written scenes ever. Because it was written so strangely because... Um, she sees him come in. Yeah. She doesn't really react. She's rifling. She kind of puts it, but she just kind of keeps going. And then he's just kind of like... I, but it doesn't. You don't even know it's lost and found. It's just like a locker room, right? I think it's like shit that was left over at the locker room, and he's like, "Shouldn't that be in the lost and found or something?" Yeah, so yeah, like, that's exactly what he says. But also, like, she wasn't. She she didn't take the money and pocket it. Like she he, she was just touching it when he walked in. Yeah, she was so, like looking at it. And yeah, then she's like, I'm looking for an ID. The whole thing was really suspect. And then and then like he's like, I just wrote a letter to your. Parole officers. Actually, wait. He says, I just literally sent a report to <laughs> parole officer. He said, I just literally. And I was like, what 14-year-old girl was this part meant, so, like, um, originally supposed to go to? Like, an older man, like, does not just throw out, like, literally in his in his sentences like that. I just literally sent a report to your parole officer. I think that belongs in the lost and found. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking for the ID in there. You know, I just literally sent the report to your parole officer this morning. I said good things about you. You finish off your shift, and you're done. Make sure you empty the trash bins. Rugrats, this is not a playground. <sighs> Sugar high. Ew, what happened to your skin? Hey, come here. Why don't you get out of here, you little shit? They're just kids. Bad breed. You look good. Hey, the lockers were closed. I saw your bag on the bleachers. I just put my stuff in there. Is that cool? You coming in? It's heated. It's an upgrade from what I remember. Place remodeled. A lot has changed. Yeah. Don't know, I'm glad you came. It's been too long. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, it was... Either this or sit at home and listen to mom bitch about her stupid boyfriend. What's his name again? Phil or Steve? Steve. Whatever. So, how long has it been? Three months, two weeks, and 14 hours. I'm proud of you. To hell with this. Remember sophomore year? We used to bet who could race around the pool the fastest. Oh, come on, Bree. Come on, maybe you could break another swimming record. Loser buys dinner. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at minus five in the bank, so you're getting dinner either way. <laughs> Deal. Come on, wimp. You know I'm gonna own you, right? Oh yeah. So good, I'll own you. Let's go. 
Time to go. They're closing up. Ladies, they're closing up. You need to get out of the pool. You're open till 7. It's a holiday weekend. You see all the signs hanging up around here? Some people need to learn how to read. Some people need to learn how to kiss my ass. There's something I want to show you. Yeah? Thank you all for coming. Have a pleasant holiday weekend. The Katia Public Pool is now closed. What are you looking for? My ring. I, I had it right here. What ring? Just my ring. Well, I mean, are you sure you even brought it? Maybe you left it at home or something. No, I'm positive. That means you too. One minute. Let's go. Hang on. I think I can see something down here. I don't see anything. Down by that black hole right there. How the hell did you see that? I mean, is that it? Thank you very much for coming. Good weekend. Let's get the hell out. I love the bar mat they use as the pool grate. <laughs> You're exactly right. It's a fucking bar <laughs> Just a mat. a big bar mat they put on the bottom of the pool. And for some reason, I have after this, my first note after this is, so we have established that they are twins, which apparently... <laughs> <laughs> we have not established, but in my mind, I cannot let go of the fact that these two were in utero together. And that, that I, I'll go with it. That's also like what I was thinking too. I'm like, they lived in water together at one that's point. I, yes, this is a big metaphor for the womb. Yeah, know? I don't think I don't think that they were thinking that deeply. I don't think that they. That's. I mean, that tends to be my problem with these movies is that I think about them a lot more than anyone involved in the movie thinks about them. <laughs> so. This is um, just the beginning of one of the great scenes. And we're going to be playing a lot of audio from this. Mostly, our big star is this sanitation worker. Um, yes, Diane Farr. Is that, so I need to know more about her after, if you took notes. I mean, we can also IMDb her shit. I'm glad that this movie, this, a good thing about this movie is that it's all like, it has, uses one of my favorite things, which is all in one place. It's kind of a one crazy night movie. It's definitely like a lot of the things I love about movies, the tricks that they use to save money. Like they never once, you don't even see them at the hospital after or anything. Like it's, they rented this pool and they're not fucking leaving. No, it's, they have, there's literally, there's one shot of like, the sun descending in the sky, which is like a B roll, like which is just yeah. stock footage, you know. Honestly, there's a shot of Jonah in the car, right? Um, that is it. In fact, uh, oh, and the husband later, or the oh, yes, calling, David, um, which also could be stock footage of just ran <laughs> random boring man calling wife. Good, nice, you know, nice diversity casting, though. They I do love that she had an Asian husband, yeah. That was made he, me happy was for he, him. I, I couldn't tell if he... No, that's, I, I thought he was Hispanic at first, but I... Oh, I thought he was like half and half. I thought... Wags?
But you know, in the in the credits, uh, there is a Detective Zimmerman. Yeah. Clearly, on the cutting room floor. Like, I I know that sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Uh, they kept yeah. the credit in though. They kept the credit for a character and didn't. Well, it's in the IMDb page. I can't remember if it's on the the actual credit roll. Maybe it um, was just like of the voice of someone on the other side of the phone. I don't know. No, there was none of that. So, um. Oh, can I quickly just say one thing? Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout out because I was thinking about <laughs> this as the as the actors. I just really think the stand-ins need to be recognized. Because I think if you were a stand-in in this movie, the stand-in like for lighting, it's just like you're wet. Like you get none of the glory, but all yeah, the torture you've just been being stopping wet so for twelve hours. Andrea Gonzalez and Delara Ayata were the stand-ins, them? and I think uh, oh yeah, they were the stand-ins for the actor. That's what you mean. Oh my god, I totally get you. I thought you meant like um, I was thinking background. Oh, extras, background. Yeah, well, which that eh. sucks for them too. They've been in a holding pen wet all day. Yeah. But the, um. but the stand-ins, I, I thought, you know, like, because then I was like, I wonder if, I, in my fantasy, they're making the actresses tread water the whole time, but I'm sure they're just standing on, you know, something. Or right. Sitting. No, I forgot. I forgot about stand-ins, like, just as a concept. So there's... All the lighting, you know how long yeah. it takes a hour to light a and shot. And by the way, I'm sure this was not, I'm like, that's where, what this movie lacks in location, they make up for inexpensive ass writing and sound. And like, there's a lot of like, in my mind, obstacles that they faced here. I would like to see how they, how, like, how a lot of this was shot. Yeah, I thought, like, there was, you know, I, and I, the, to me, it seems like the director was really jazzed about primarily shooting underwater or water. Like, yeah. Like, this guy, this guy, Matt Eskandari, the director, uh, his, he was actually, he, uh, he was on the show, do you remember the show On the Lot? In 2007. Sounds familiar. So it was a Mark Burnett reality show. lasted one season. Steven Spielberg, it was like trying to find a next great director. Right. It's like mimicking Project Greenlight, but it was terrible because it didn't really show you much of what the... It wasn't like one person making a film, which is kind of interesting about it. You know, it was like a bunch of different contestants. And uh, like Brett Ratner was a judge and Carrie Fisher and Gary Marshall, I think. Wow. Um, this guy didn't make it past round two. So he didn't even make it to be one of the 18 contestants that were on the actual show. <laughs> oh, wow. But, but he's still working. He did. He is. Uh, him and the writer he also co-wrote another movie called The Victim, which <laughs> is about hard. a young man who is kidnapped and surgically transformed into the surgeon's dead daughter. <laughs> I love that. That's very, um, you know what, I'm, the skin I'm in? That's very, um, I love that. Sounds almost like international. So, anyway, um, sorry. I, I, yeah. No, I like, but, that's like, I kind of want to watch that when we're done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it could be, I, I think, in its own right. Uh, so Jonah spots the ring at the bottom of the pool which for me was a mislead and she and they both them down and they try to get the ring out of the grate. Um, yeah. they can't do it. Uh, when they come up for air, um, the pool top is on there, right? Like the pool top is closed over. Cause the guy just like our grumpy, our grumpy 
pool manager sees just that the pool looks empty to him and goes and shuts yep. it, which I would say I would hope there's a lot more protocol there, like in normal shutdown situations. Yeah, a lot more protocol. And, and also, like, he is the only employee right. other than the custodian. Like, there's no lifeguards. He's, he has no, also the lifeguard. You don't have anybody cleaning up or, like, you know, collecting maybe towels or checking, you know. Yeah. Just this guy, quick once over. And then let's shut it down, you know. So um, which, this is great because like Bree, when they swim up, Bree's like, it's okay. Someone will come back. And Jonah goes, are you dense? And I'm just like, is this really the time, Jonah? Like, <laughs> talk about like, just like she gets so mean about the most random things. Like, and she, she does something else that I love too. It's just like when they try to see if they can crack the fiberglass, they like start pounding on it a bunch with their fists. And then Jonah says, oh, useless. Useless. Who says you? No one says useless in real life. No. It was like almost like they couldn't be comfortable with the silence of them trying to figure it out. Yes. And I'm like, dude, they're in water. Let's get used to some silence. There's going to be some long silences. Yeah. Let's, some rippling, some, some swishing of water. That's fine. But like so much banging and yelling. And, and then towards the end crying and banging and yeah yelling. and also just like random like verbalizations oh, yes. just like why would you do that like just be just just Ye- shut up jonah we know it's useless i mean if that's the word we're going to use yeah the, the i mean the dialogue because like these uh, both of these actresses have been in other things uh, and i haven't really seen them but they've been in pretty established projects and they're um you know they're they're good actresses yeah it does not they weren't directed as actresses here and there must have been something that happened with the agents and this movie where there was a miscommunication about how big it was and what it could be because it doesn't make sense to me that they're in this movie yeah well yeah it's true especially with their um with what they've done already like yeah Unless, and I, I don't see any evidence this movie was made. I think the earliest it was made, it was made in like 2015. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they had it on the shelf for, uh, you know, seven years or something while they let went on just, to star in bigger and better things. Let me just check out some of their bigger projects. Bye Bye Carrot Soup Recipe. That's the window I just closed to make this happen. Okay. Um <laughs> So, Jonah was on a show called the is on a show called the Royals, which is a huge show. Um, and then um, Nora Jane Noon, fun Ma- Magdalene Sisters, which was I think in Brooklyn, which were both Brooklyn was like, nominated for some Academy Awards. Yeah, no, she. Um, you know what is up though? Her career fell off. Maybe she burned some relationships or something. Because it really seems like her career has fallen off. She was a series regular on a few shows. And then, I don't know, she must have... I don't know. Ella Enchanted, wasn't that a big movie? Which one? Ella Enchanted. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, oh, no, I think it's just... Uh, oh, it's starring Anne Hathaway. Yeah, and it was around the time that um, just regular Enchanted came out. And Amy Adams was probably like, you fucking try hard, bitch. Anne Hathaway stealing the one thing I have. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I don't care for either of them. I've never cared for Anne Hathaway nor Amy Adams. I don't feel like personally assaulted by Amy Adams the way I do with Anne Hathaway. But 
I don't know. Like, I saw something the other day that was like, can everyone admit that, like, the reason why people have been publicly hating on Anne Hathaway is because of, like, fem- of, is because of, like, oppression of females? And I'm like, no, dude. Like, she's just fucking straight up annoying. Like, that has nothing to do with it. Don't bring feminism into this. I'm yes. a good feminist. I'm also allowed to be a feminist who doesn't care for Anne Hathaway's antics. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I get there seems to be and, you know, I don't uh, obviously know her personally, but that she <laughs> there's an air of hypocrisy about her that uh, sure seems to be like I'm I'm not afraid to get silly and fun, but only with certain people. Well, also like her idea of silly and fun is like sad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like really silly and fun. It's like just some indoor kid leaves the house for the first time in their life and like they do a somersault and they're like, I'm crazy guys. <laughs> crazy. I'm crazy. So <laughs> turn the sprinkler on and get <laughs> turn wild. the sprinkler on. Let's get fucking nuts. So they find a small hole in the pool cover. Um, it's about the size of four fingers, like no thumb. It's like an air hole or something. Um, they decide they need to find something that they can break it open with. Um, I wrote in my notes here. I don't see what the big deal is. I would just hang on to the rope for the weekend. I am a water baby. What would gross me out the most is how much pee would probably be in the pool. That would be the thing that I couldn't get off my mind. What 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 would gross you out the most? How much pee could be in the oh, pool? Oh yeah, but then you got to think. You know, they dump so much chlorine into yeah know, kill kill all that stuff. But at no point do they have a conversation about like. What if we have to go to the bathroom? I know. I thought about that. There were several like squatting and grunting scenes that, you know, I thought like, wow. Yeah. It just makes you think like. This you know. is it. They're going for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I didn't, didn't think that was going to happen, but it was like, <laughs> this is certainly an, 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 a possibility. And like, you know, the reality is that like, uh, you know, if like- I was stuck in a pool for three days, at some point, you're going to have to go yeah, to the I'm going to have to use the bathroom one or the other, you know, or both. Yeah. And figure out, I guess, you know, in my mind, I would probably swim to one end. That would be the bathroom end. And then I would swim That's over what I was thinking to, to the other end. Yeah. Yeah. You got to like, you got to keep it mixed up. But the other thing I was thinking, too, is that, you know, people sometimes it, like their systems just shut down when they're on vacation. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Like maybe this was one of those. Yeah, no, that I can see that. that I was happening. clinging to that as well. So, um, uh, Brie finds a piece of plastic that she can rip off. This is like this piece of plastic is like everything. It's the Wilson and Castaway. Like the, if they didn't have this fucking piece of plastic, I don't know how this movie would have gone. Um, yes, it's like a, a, a filter guard that she yeah. breaks off and then breaks in half. And then clearly it's suddenly you can tell it's just a piece of foam. But they've, yeah. you know, but then it's because it. W- yeah, she just just snaps it in half. But I, don't yeah. think, I think it would be bendy and hard to break. It and- looks like something that was made on a 3D printer or something. <laughs> so. Um, OK. Um, so this is when we find out they try to break the cover. Oh, they, well, then they go over and try to break. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, they found the hole. Before they found the hole, they tried to break. They went over in the shallow end and tried pushing, you know, yeah. like pushing up the cover. And then they, then Bree was like, well, check all the seals and edges for weak spots, which <laughs> seems like a really, 
just laborious. Not, yeah. Also, and like an elementary thought. Like, do you really think there's weak spots? Like, we're dealing with fiberglass here. That just is a throwaway line. So, um, Brie and Jonah meet up in the middle of the pool, and Brie tells her the plastic she found won't do anything. They have to just wait it out. Jonah asks Brie what she thinks the worst way to die would be like drowning, starvation. Uh, and then Brie just randomly says, David. And Jonah's like, what? And she's like, he proposed. I was going to tell you. He'll figure this out. He'll call the police when he notices I'm gone. We just have to wait. And it's like, oh, because he proposed to you, he cares about where you are now? Like, it just is such a strange, strange... They do the lots of, like, weird things where I'm like, what if David was just your friend who noticed you were missing for 24 hours? Like, there's so much on this proposal that makes no sense to me, or this engagement that makes no sense to me, like... Later on, we're going to see she loses her ring again. And it's as if the mere act of <laughs> handing your ring over to another person means that you will never see that person again. Yeah, like, like, like I'm saving because I'm saving you. I'm going to be believe you're going to thank me later. Yeah, that you, that you won't get married now that you've given up your ring. It's just it, so odd. So yeah. Jonah's version of sarcasm is childish and gross. So I to throw that out there. Well, it's no use. Just let me rest, think for a sec. What do you think the worst way to die would be? Quit being morbid. Starvation. Drowning. Stop. Sharks? Probably being eaten alive by sharks. I mean, that's all we're missing, right? David. What about him? He proposed. I was going to tell you. He'll figure this out. He'll call the police when he notices I'm gone. It's been more than an hour, Brie. We just have to wait. Right. Okay, yeah, all right. I mean, let's just uh, kick back and relax and uh, and wait for your knight in shining armor to ride in on his on his white horse and rescue us. What is wrong with you? This isn't my fault, you know. Right, because you're perfect. Is that what this is about? Do you think rehab is easy for me? Going through all that all over again? Jonah... You know what the worst part was? Was coming home to find you not there. It sucked. I'm sorry. It's just, I have my own life now. Can you take care of yourself? Apparently I can't. That's not what I meant. No? No, did you just mean to, to rub it in a bit? Just a little, you know, brag about your, your giant diamond ring. <laughs> Tell me about how wonderful your life is with David. You've always been good like that. You did it, didn't you? You saw the ring in my bag and you threw it in the water. How could you, Jonah? Look at what you've done to us! Jesus! But I will say that there's some wild accusations that come out in this movie. Like when Jonah's like, they did this on purpose. 
where I'm like, why would they, why would the pool manager benefit from locking the two of you in this pool over like, do your, does your dad or the, or like your mom owe them like $20,000? Like, well, that's the only reason I can think of that this would possibly be done on purpose. Yeah. I, there's a lot of big swings that I think are just supposed to take up, you know, space on the page. Yeah. So like this could be resolved in 20 minutes. Like they can have down. a conversation. Oh just, yeah, totally. Just like, just this is like a quick and easy. Everything is so much more painful than it needs to be. <laughs> uh, Bree swims down to the grate and gets the ring quite easily this time. Um, Jonah struggles with the little plastic thing, the little broken piece. Um, there's no art form to what she's doing, by the way. I just noticed that like she just keeps trying to shove it up through this hole. Like, just yes. like you're gonna break your plastic thing. Like, there's no. Like once that once that is gone, there's nothing. Like and she's just like willy nilly, just like kind of well, not even willing. That implies like there's a lightness to it. She's just just ramming it into this hole f- with no direction, no thought. No, it's just total ram, ram, ram. It's like a nervous tick. It's it almost even... like I don't know. It just almost to me, I'm like, well, like, wh- like that's very unfair in my mind that they have to give that trait to the addict. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, she just seems fucking out of control. Like, this girl has no agency whatsoever. <laughs> so, um... And it's useless from the get-go. Oh, and, but completely yet they useless. return to it throughout the film. 100%. They, like, whenever there's a lull in the action, just stab at the hole with the, with the, the plastic piece. Like, it's constant. So Bree's like, let's go get that big heavy grate that my ring was stuck in. And I can't do it myself, but maybe the two of us can do it. Um, and Jonah's like, I don't think... So. Like, she just is negative. She's just... Ne- I just like, I'm just going to stay here and shove this plastic into this hole forever. Um, so Bree's phone rings, and it's David. And she, uh, she's like, it's David calling. Eventually, like, he's going to know I'm missing, and he's going to come and find us. Um, like, but I don't know that he would go looking for you at a public pool, because as we've established... It's such a bizarre place to hang out with your sister. By the time he figures out, like, your phone could die, then how are they going to geolocate you? Yeah. Assuming you have your location settings turned on. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't I wouldn't count on David for anything. And also point. when he's when he calls, he's like, hey, he's like, what's up? He's like, don't forget I have dinner tonight. I'm not going to. So don't wait up for me. I wrote here. I think he's cheating. Because, like, did you notice it kind of stays on his face for, like, half a second after? And it's just like he's not. He's just kind of like staring off into the distance. Yes. And I'm like, David, you're just thinking about how you got away with it again. Just one more day that you've convinced Bree that you are doing something that you are not doing. Yeah. Why? Then why the engagement, David? Oh, my God. Spent a lot of time in that space. Yeah, that's a that. and, And which, you know, comes full circle to like, well, maybe she shouldn't be getting married. Maybe this ring. Maybe you need to give up this ring. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's exactly fucking right. So Jonah's like, how long do we have till we have to start worrying? Bree's like, I have no idea. I'm like, you should be worried now. The lights shut off. Uh, it's very obvious they're on a timer of some sort. Then we hear Bree's phone ring again. Um, she's like, he's going to be, he's going to start to get worried now. Like, now is the time he's going to start to get worried. Jonah's yeah, like, like, I don't like David. He's a chump, she calls yeah. him. I would. I don't know why you would agree to marry him. And I'm like, is now the time? Like, there's just like a lot of things that happen in this pool during this time where I'm just like, 
to use the famous, you know, Real Housewives excuse for every conversation that ever happens, it wasn't the time and it wasn't the place. <laughs> you know, like it just isn't the right time to have these conversations. Like time is fluid, very fluid in this movie. Yeah. You know, it's like literally 10 minutes into the movie, they're trapped in the pool. Five minutes later, they say, we've been in here an hour. Yeah, it's nighttime, dusk. It's it, There's dusk. We're worried. So uh, Joan notices uh, that Brie has like some sort of headache or something. Um, and Joan is like, tell me what's going on. You can't lie to me. Also reinforcing my idea that they're twins because they have same brain. And then um, Brie says her blood sugar is low. She's diabetic and she needs to have her shot. It's in her purse. Joan is like, you're lying. <laughs> Which again is just like, the accusations that they lob at each other throughout this movie is just like, dude, like maybe if you just listened, you know, maybe if you just stop and listened, things would stop seeming so unbelievable to you. It, 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 it's like they, they just take it's it's zero to 60 all the time, all the time. Jonah can't have a normal reaction. No. Um, at, at one point, she also says a lot of help that does us. <laughs> does anyone ever say that? No. No, it's it's you, like a guy trying to write like a petulant. A woman. lot of help that does us. Yeah, a lot of help that does us. I mean, is it just? Uh, yeah, I guess a lot of good that does us. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's, yeah, a lot of good that does us. But, but even then, that's kind of like a old timey turn of phrase that, like, I don't know that like you'd be whipping out your kind of like special vocabulary in that pool. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't be trying to, like, dress dress up my words, really. I'd be, like, communicating as close to a caveman as possible. Um, so Bree's like, I'm not lying. I was diagnosed three years ago, and I never told you because it wouldn't have mattered. And, um, and like, you know, it's true. She's like, three years ago, we were fucking shooting up. Like, I'm not going to call you and be like, hey, I have diabetes. Then you're going to know I have needles at my house. Also, you don't care about me. Also, this is a private matter. Also, you might steal syringes from me if you know I'm diabetic. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, um, she's like, I need my shot soon, or I could fall into a coma. I don't know anything about diabetes. This all checks out for me. But like, your Reddit community was lit up about it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even Reddit. It was like, it was the comments on um, one of the sites that had an article about this film. But, uh, uh, but you know, might as well be Reddit. But this it was is like, why I miss the IMDb message boards. It was, it was like, I can't remember what. It was like moviesky.com, some weird thing yeah. that had a... But, but, uh, but here's the truth. Like, she could fall into a diabetic coma either way. Either way low sugar or high sugar. Yeah. Coma is a, is in a, is, it can happen um, on either end of the extreme spectrum. So yeah. that that part is is fine, but but it's whether she needs uh, glucogen or insulin. Uh, if she's right. if she's uh, if her sugar is low, she doesn't need insulin. You need insulin if your sugar is too high. Right. Um, so, you know, and then there was a lot of like, well, how would she know what syringe is the right syringe to get in her purse later on when she gets? And it's like, well, how many syringes does she have in her purse? A. It was also a weird. Syringe. Yeah, and it's like, well, and it looked like a glucogen syringe. It didn't look like a, or you know, or or that didn't look like a glucogen kit, or I don't know. It was. It's a lot of like, I'm reading it, thinking, 
wow, people have so much time. Well, diabetes is such a bummer that I feel like if I had it, I'd be nitpicky. Yeah. Like your whole life is affected by diabetes in a way that like, I mean, I just don't want it. I really don't want diabetes. That's like kind of the one for me. I'd, I mean, I wouldn't rather have cancer. That's just inevitable. But I do like that I don't really have diabetes in yeah. my family. That's like the one thing I have going for me health wise. I knew a kid in fifth grade who had it and used to have to give himself injections. Yeah. And it was like, that's really early on to be dealing with that. But I used to selfishly like to go to his house because his mom bought lots of fresh fruit and like uh, sliced deli ham, which was really good. So grapes and ham were yeah. like great, like over at his house. So that grapes was like, and ham are the shit. It, yeah, really good. But then I saw him and his little brother um, do uh, something really a sexual act under. Um, a drafting table in the basement of their house. Um, the dad was an architect, and, <laughs> and they said, "Hey, do you want to?" How did this turn into an incest story? <laughs> do you want to see something? And I said, uh, "Okay." So they took me down to the dad's office, and uh, and they they started to kind of hump around on the ground. And I just remember looking up, and there was a box kite hanging from the ceiling. So I have these very strong feelings whenever I see a box kite now <laughs> which I immediately left because I was just like well I don't really I'm not really interested in this you know um, I can't imagine a young Ted having to face that I really can't it's a <laughs> difficult image like whatever but like uh but I was in fifth grade and these were brothers and they were you know where did they learn that that's that's learned that's uh it just it was shocking it was yeah, just unexpected looking back on it it was I feel like that's the Lifetime movie. That's where we can just... (laughs) Box Kite, the Ted Travelstead story. Yeah. (laughs) So... Sorry, um, diabetes, yeah. Big time diabetes. So the janitor's finishing up her shift. She's impressed. Um, I'm impressed she's still working, even though she got fired. Because that's not how firing works. Like, when he fires her, he's like, finish up your shift and you're never coming back again. She, like, literally stays and finishes her shift. There is no, like, yes, I wrote down somewhere that, uh, like, there's no reason, like, the the parole officer that is, like, that's a very thin thread that might prevent her from, like, not just destroying the place with a sledgehammer or, like, stealing everything or, like, you know, but, like, you would never fire somebody and then say, finish off your shift and don't forget to take off the trash and I'm leaving, bye. Especially knowing that they're a convict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she has a little time to buy because he literally just wrote a letter to her parole officer, but, like, I mean... So it's probably going to be another what? How often do you think he has to write those letters? Once a month? Once every three months? So she's got like three months that she can buy here. He doesn't necessarily need to know she's fired. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's strange. So this is just keep trying with the broken plastic. Um, Jonah asks if it ever hurt. She's referring to the uh, burn. And Bree says she's dead there. Um, Jonah's like, why don't we ever talk about it? Um... She starts to talk about, like, the smell of it all, she, the way that she wished she never looked at him because his skin was flaking off. Like, his skin was black and flaking off. Um, obviously, they're talking about their father, who died in a fire, and Bree was somehow affected by it. Um, Jonah said she's finally talking about it because she learned in rehab that she should. Um, yes, she, and she says... Um, she says... 
she talks about her rehab counselor, which this was just such a, um, oh, where is it? Uh, this just seemed like such a thing a guy would write. Oh, my rehab counselor, Margaret, she's, such, she's kind of a douche with terrible teeth, but she's right. It just seems like something an idiot wow. dude would write for like that he thinks. She's kind oh, of a douche with terrible teeth. She's kind of a douche with terrible teeth, but she's right. Yeah. Yeah. I see, there's so, so many times where I'm not really sure what they're trying to go for with Jonah's character, and I have to applaud the actress for, like, really making this not as as real as she could, given the dialogue at hand. I mean, the dialogue's brutal. It's, it's, it's yeah, it is this, I mean, I was literally writing down lines um, every, you know, writing down, it, well, th- this was also the part where, yeah, where they talk about the burn incident, and then this was such a, such a loser move as an actor, which I can just see the director do Like she holds up her arm when she's talking about the burn incident. Yeah. And I can just see him being like, you know, like, Nor Jane, can we try it again? You know, can you just hold up your arm? When yeah. You talk about when you were time. burned on your arm. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. This was a shitty moment. It's, the, it's, it's total all indicating, you know, the thing with this, writer as well I feel I've, I've just come to this conclusion is that he's probably really good at pitching and he's probably great with pacing and like the the network anytime I've had like network notes or whatever for something that I've written or, or whatever studio notes I guess in this case they don't really push back on dialogue ever no it's, it's always the, story yeah character. maybe they'll be like we need more jokes or whatever but like even that like they like you, you can have them say the strangest things and they don't care. I don't even know that they really read the words. Yeah. So, um, oh, uh, basically Bree says it, like, you know, Jonah says, I don't really know the full story. Tell me more, blah, blah, blah. Bree's like, it's simple. Dad was a monster. Dad is a monster, plain and simple. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Bree says that her dad came home that night. He smelled like booze. He lit a smoke and passed out. Must have fallen against the pillow because um, she saw the fire start. Um, he didn't scream or anything because he was so drunk that he didn't even notice he was burning to death, which I love. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Bree said she tried to wake him up and it was over. And then um, she also says that the burn didn't happen. like When it was happening, it didn't hurt bad. It hurt after, which makes me want to know about you. What was the worst burn you've ever had? Because it's true. It doesn't hurt while it's happening. It hurts after. Yeah, it w- yeah, because she, she said, because right now she, she was like, I don't feel anything, actually. It's like I'm dead there. And yeah. I thought I wanted Jonah to say, like, I know that feeling, but, you know, like feeling dead. You know? Yeah, but she didn't. Um, but but Bree said it was like ice sliding over my skin when she got burned. But the worst the worst burn I've ever had. Did mm-hmm. you? Uh, I think I remember as a kid. Um, we used to light smoke bombs, um, which aren't supposed to explode. They just smoke, you know, but we'd light them and then we'd wait till they started to smoke and we'd throw them. So you'd see like this trail of smoke, you know, going, but one blew up in my hand one time inexplicably. And, uh, and it just, my whole palm turned, it was a green smoke bomb. So it was turned green and it was like a, 
a inch high blister like on my palm. But of course, I was afraid to. I didn't show it to my parents because I was like, you know, you know, uh, yeah, you mad at me for trouble. holding fireworks. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that um, was a bad burn. How about you? Oh, I fell on my fireplace this year and I got a second degree burn on my face. Uh, on your face? Yeah. Oh my god. On the side, it got it's healed. A lot of people they're like, what? What plastic surgery? It, it just it's cream. You use a lot of cream. There's still a little bit of remnants here from wow. on my hand from that incident. That was really the worst. I was burned except for in high school. I was babysitting for this hippie family and they made their own candles and like it was scented with oil. And I remember blowing out the oh. candle after the girls had gone to bed. And for some reason, I don't know, it toppled over and a bunch of the oil fell. So I had an oil burn on my arm. Oh, like napalm. Like it just like. Yeah. Really hurt. Terrible. But uh, I, I like here I am today before you. Like I survived, <laughs> you know. So yeah, much and like I, Jonah and Bree, you find a way. Yeah, yeah. You do, yeah. but like honestly, I'm so glad you didn't lose a finger. <laughs> like you should have lost a finger, right? Oh, I know. It would have been such a yeah. And then it's funny that later, there was a kid that I was friends with around that time, who then I lost contact with, as you do when you move around in you know, fifth yeah. grade or sixth grade. But uh, I remember asking my his uh, grandmother was uh, neighbors with my grandparents, and I remember asking about him like, "Hi, hey, how's Joe doing?" And she said he lost an eye to he was to a flare gun, <laughs> which it's not funny, but it was. Uh, well, I mean, also it's just like the best response is it should be like he's doing okay, <laughs> you know. There was a lot of stuff that happened. He's doing well in school. We did lose an eye. To a flare gun. Like, that would be number... If I was a grandmother, I would list some accomplishments first. You know? Yeah, was I mean... was a setback I, when he lost his eye. But otherwise, he's doing great. He graduated in the top, you know, third of his class. Exactly. Um, did lose an eye uh, to a flare did gun. Did lose an eye. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, doing, doing, doing well with one. Um, um, this is really funny. So, um, yeah, so there's a sound at the door. Obviously, someone is coming. The girls get all excited. So janitor, she hears a phone, and she gets all amped because that means there's bags there. Um, so the girls are screaming for her to let them out, and the janitor is looking through the bags, and she notices the security camera. So she goes into the office and turns them off, um, which I'm like, girl, you've already been caught. Like... You got to undo, you got to write over that tape is what is what the move would be. She's not a yeah. very sophisticated criminal, which is why I know she's wound up in these situations. Exactly. And also, at first I was like, you're just turning the monitors off. You're not even turning the, the camera off. <laughs> Completely. You're just turning the monitor off. It goes black. And then they, then they showed the camera, like the light go from red to off or whatever. But right. There's a lot still, of bias I was there. suspect. Um, so we're going to play the audio from one of my favorite actresses making her first appearance on the screen uh, with our with our leads, I should say. Never heard of two grown women getting themselves stuck in a pool before. <laughs> I know, we're idiots, right? My daughter did something stupid like this once. She got her hand caught in the drain and I called a plumber for like a hundred bucks to come out and take the whole damn thing apart. Yeah. That wasn't even the stupidest thing she ever did. 
So can you get us out? Yeah. What's your name, honey? Bree. My sister's Jonah. What kind of new age names? Are you are you even from here? Uh What's with all the questions? Are you, are you gonna let us out or not? <laughs> Be polite. I have your phone and it's blinking. Looks like it needs a password. Uh, are you are you serious? Well, it might be important. Maybe somebody's looking for you or worried about you. Are you helping us? Yes, I'm helping you. That's why I need the password. Don't do it. She could call the police. I just want to get the hell out of here. Yeah, okay, fine. 7397. <laughs> uh, what, what's so funny? Wow, Bree, you're like a real cutie pie, huh? You and the guy with the wavy, gravy brown hair. There's a lot of missed calls and texts. I wonder who they're from. Miss, please, there's no reason to do this. There's always a reason for everything. Yeah, hey, it's me again. Yeah, don't forget I have that dinner tonight, so uh, don't wait up. Talk to you when I get home, okay? Love you. Babe, where are you? Did your psycho sister kidnap you or something? Uh, call me. Love you. Wow, somebody's got drama. <laughs> Can you please just call him back? Quit being such a bitch! Why are you doing this? Come on! Wow, what a mouth on you. No wonder why David thinks you're a psycho. Let's see if your sister has any pictures of you. Oh, yeah. I bet that's you in the tattoo, isn't it? I bet that's not even your only one, is it? Do you have a tramp stamp, Jonah? Give the lucky boy something to look at. What is she doing? I'm gonna kick the living shit out of you! Come on! What are you doing? It's not funny! Simmer down. I don't think you're gonna be doing anything. Here's the thing. It's really tough in the real world, you know? And I just got out of lockup like nine months ago and I, I can't get a real job. And, and even the stupid crap job cut me back to part-time and that's why I'm so behind on rent. <laughs> I, all the stupid bills, I... What does that mean? It means this is an opportunity. And if you see one and you don't take it, then you're stupid. So I'm gonna need your pin code for your bank card, Marie. God, you crazy bitch! Yeah, an attitude like that is probably what got you here in the first place. Look. I'm sure we can figure this out. Just, just promise you'll let us out of here. Nope. I'm not promising you nothing until you give me the code. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well? What's it gonna be? Things never end well for stubborn girls. Okay, so like, oh, I went black, wow. great.
So like, okay. Things never end well for stubborn girls. What happened to her? Did she kill her daughter? She, she must have. And I kept thinking that we would find out. Like, there's a point where she's sitting on the pool cover, and I was like, here comes the monologue about her, how she killed. They keep, you know, she's got this gold locket, gold heart locket around her neck. Yeah. Uh, that keeps kind of prominently swinging into the shot. And you're thinking, okay, that's her daughter in there. And yeah, she killed her daughter. I, I think she killed her daughter. She, oh, you but know. Do you get out of prison for that? Like, that's a lifetime. Well, y- y- depending. I mean, yeah. if it was like, if you, you know, if it was like some sort of uh, uh, self-defense. Yeah. What? Self-defense. <laughs> self-defense. <laughs> your daughter came for her. She was just in jail for check fraud, but she also killed her daughter in a separate incident that she didn't get charged for. There's, she just leaves us with too much to wonder. I don't know, man. Also, I mean, is this a Boston accent she's trying to do? Is this a what? A Boston accent she's trying to do? Yes, uh, that's a good question. It's to me, it's 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 a vague. Like it seems like she's trying to do a working class accent. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it's like you don't that. There's no such thing. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. And like, I mean, the reality is, is that whatever region you live in, you, if if you are working class, typically, like in Boston, it is more, it's not necessarily working class families. It's people that live in the city, which can range very high and very low. Yeah. It's like, at the same time, this is a desert. And I'm trying to think, did she move to, you know, she may be like part of a drug thing. And then she got... Uh, you know, picked up on some charges in Arizona. And then now that's where she is because it's a desert. But there's no deserts where wherever that accent is from. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Maybe, you know, if she, if it depends on if her, you know, was it a federal charge where she should sent to a federal institution that might have been in a completely different area from where what happened? Did, you know, somehow she's gotten paroled and has ended up here. Uh, Did you watch 60 Days In? On A&E. What was it? 60 Days In. Oh, yes, I did. It's so fucking good, yes, right? It, yes, it is. I'm Facebook friends with Boston and uh, DeAndre Newby. Is that second season or first season? Uh, first season. DeAndre Newby is the guy that, um, the gay guy that looks like an albino. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he's my boy. Holy moly. Like, it's... he would just walk around begging guys to let them suck his Yes. Or he begged to suck their Is he dick. out of prison now? Uh yeah, and his Facebook page is like amazing because it's like full of memes being like, if your own family can't forgive you, then you make your own family. Like, it's just yeah, like this some memes. All of them are about forgiveness. And then, like, he has some drama with an aunt or something of his. Wow. Yeah. God, I got to get on that. That was, I was so uh, skeptical because at first I was like, who, who is going to, because I'm, I I am very interested in prison and incarceration and Same. prison reform and and um <clears throat> I I was like uh who's going to volunteer to go to prison this is you know this I just I was kind of incredulous and angry and then I watched the first episode and it, it then it it became more clear Mr. why, why they were doing this and what the reasoning was behind it um and then I bought in and I was like 
give me, I can't get enough of this. I'm going to send you something amazing. It's um, Robert from 60 Days In has a secret um, YouTube page. And there's um, a monologue. I think he's taping himself for an audition. And it's like supposed to be him standing in front of a classroom of like young, young black boys or something. And she's like, he's like, hi, everyone. I'm here to let you know today that you are not just the N-word. And like it's a whole Is thing. he the one who was constipated? The one who was quote unquote constipated who spent this entire time in the clank, like or in the shoe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What a He's he's insane. Yeah. And uh you saw I mean obviously the pottery collection in the follow up episode. Oh. I can't uh... Robert makes you if uh you should go and see if you can or all is there a follow was there a follow because there was an episode where they all come in for interview like they all come in as a group and yeah. interviewed was it that no there was another one that oh. was like we're back at home how we're adjusting oh my god i have and to like, i haven't seen that barb decided not to participate in it uh a couple people decided not to participate wow. um like the young black guy on that season who was like a student who was like obviously just doing the show for the cash like I don't think they pay you for the follow-up episode. That's for the people that want to be famous. So, like, yeah, the ones yeah. that, like, I think Barb's, I mean, Barb's marriage was, like, on the fucking rocks. But, well, um. Who's the one, who was, who are the, who's the couple that he did it first and then she Zach did it? Zach and, um, oh, God, I love her, too. What's her name? She was ferocious. She was great. I yeah. forget her name. But, um, for some reason, but she. Did they break up? No, they actually own a company called like Bars Inc. And it's about, so it's like them and then like some of the guards from Prison Break and some of the, like they all, so basically it's a training program that if you know you're going to prison, oh, yeah. they train you how to deal, I've like heard, how to assimilate. I've heard about these. And um, I mean, I guess it it's okay, but I don't think 60 Days in County really qualifies you for... No, no. That's why they got other people involved, I would imagine, because they, they don't have the, but they all the legitimacy do, like, to be like... I don't think Barb does it, but they all do it. But what I loved is I've never seen a network turn on their golden boy the way that they did with Zach. Oh, did, did they... Well, because like, the way he spoke to his wife in season two was terrible. Yes. And I just was like... And just the... Yes, yeah. And, and I'm like, the way that they showed his whole thing i mean my i don't know my friends and i were going back and forth about it some of us thought think that maybe she had a relapse in her sobriety and that's why she did the uh gun or why the gun went off and then when he buys her a gun oh, at yeah. the end of the se- it's, it's just so much oh There's god so- I'm, yeah I, yeah he bought her a gun and then there was an accident right no so it originally happened that he was out with his friend for a night and he was a, he was a state police officer at the time. He was out with his friend for the night at the bar and all of a sudden um, he gets a call from his wife. You know, she had heard a rustling or something. So she went to get his gun and in the process of doing so it was discharged. Now I have like a lot of people in the Facebook group who are from my other podcasts that are like very active and talk about the show a lot some of them are former addicts. Some of them are people that like know, you know, have inside stuff about the police or whatever. And um, a lot of the addicts are like, dude, she was probably trying to scare away a drug dealer that she owned money, owed money, or like she was cheating and needed to get him out of the house. Or 
But like a lot of people don't believe the whole, I heard a rustling and then all of a sudden I discharged my husband's work weapon. Um, cause like basically you have to go turn yourself in if you, if you discharge your police gun because yeah. they count every bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so it, nobody was hit. It just went off and then it but just that, went off. No but, one got hurt. But then he, he's faced consequences. He lost his job. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was like his like lead up to his dream job, which is to be some sort of sergeant for like the state police or something. Wow. Yeah. Imagine that being your dream job. What a buzzkill. And you could just tell that he was never going to forgive her for being an addict, which was what killed me too. Cause I'm like, you just judge her, man. And like you hold this gun thing against her and it's sick. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real cock. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Where he says he tried everything. Jonah's like, no, the bills are great. I never tried. So she's like, I'm going to go get it. So she fails to get the great, and of course, by the time she gets about water again, what? Do you want to grab? Oh, I'm not holding the microphone. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Stephen! Thank you. Oh my god, I would just like talked for two minutes without even holding the microphone. You guys, did you get any of that? Oh my god, it's like I, I'm like I just like I'm like telling my two friends about this movie. So <laughs> Jonah's moving around the pool. Because Bree's like basically barely breathing by the time she gets back up. She shakes her awake. Jonah moves around the pool. Bree tell her, tells her that she's wasting energy, which I'm like, maybe for you, but for some people, like if you're in a pool and you're just sitting there, you start to feel gross. I applaud Jonah for swimming. She Absolutely. Says that that's what keeps her uh, warm, basically. Yeah, I mean, if, if, well, has the heater been turned off yet? Um, it's close to being. Yeah, no, it hasn't been turned off. Actually, no, I think it was turned off. Because she doesn't give her the pink coat. Oh, sorry. Wasn't that her first punishment? What's that? Her first punishment, like the lady punished them the first time by... Turning off the heat, heat, yes. Because she wouldn't give them... She doesn't give her the pink coat right away, right? Yeah, so she's like, have fun in this freezing-ass water, so... Things never end well for stubborn girls. Yeah, exactly. Um... Jonah screams about how this is her fault and this is all her fault. And I realized like, this is when I realized I'm like my second or third viewing that she really was the one who threw the ring in the pool. Yes. Which like, I'm also like, what does she get out of that? Why would she even begin to do that? And why did she pretend to be the one who found it? Absolutely. Like all those things, like, uh, well, when, when the custodian, uh, says, you know, an attitude like that is probably what you got you here in the first place. I was like, this, that's really far-fetched to say that, you know, you having an attitude like that is what got you trapped in, under, under, a pool cover. under a pool cover. But then I circled around with the logic and said, you know what? The attitude is what made her throw the ring in the pool, and that's what got her in the pool. Now, the custodian didn't I know that. I mean, the that. custodian sensing that... I mean, hello, Tyler yes. Henry Teen Medium over there. But the, but the <laughs> she just knew. <laughs> but, but the ring, yeah. Why would she throw the? It's the most ridiculous thing. A, she doesn't know. I I think I saw your purse over there. Uh, like sister, I haven't seen in a year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just. By the way, I'm clean from heroin. I'm clean from heroin. I saw a diamond ring, and it pissed me off, so I threw it in the pool. I hope it was yours. 
Um, okay. And also, like, I hope it wasn't just a sentimental piece of jewelry that you worked really hard for. I mean, I'm the kind of woman who would save up money to buy a diamond ring for myself. That's, why not? I, yeah. If that's what Bree's into, if that's how she gets her jollies, we don't know that. Jonah's just resentful. And it's also like, dude, your family probably just dropped, like, 60K on a rehab facility for you. Like, I think you can let some things slide. Yeah, I mean, you had your diamond ring. You exactly. Know. You you show you made your choice and instead of a diamond ring you went to rehab. So <laughs> Bree asks the counselor if the counselor in rehab ever talks about what happened. Um and this is where we, I I also didn't pick up on the nuances of now what happened was probably a sexual assault. Yeah, um, yeah. And Joan is like, I don't want to talk about that part, you know, and Bree's like, What what are you really afraid of? And Jonah says she's afraid of monsters. They're everywhere. Yes. Um, oh, and at this point, Jonah also has um, the piece of plastic to her neck, I think. Oh, is that? Because she goes, so what? Suicide's the answer? And Jonah says it's like she has this ugly black thing inside of her that's rumbling and eating at her. And um, Brie tells her she doesn't have to be afraid anymore. And then she says, you have to stop eating fortune cookies. Those things will rot your brain. You, you, have, you got to stop eating Chinese food. Oh, okay? Chinese food. All those fortune cookies are rotting your brain. Dude. Like, not a harsh diss at all. <laughs> also, I don't think she said anything that could pass as a fortune cookie. No, no Yoda speak, no weird logic. They've I, gotten I got, real weird in fortune cookies last few years. I've seen some things that in my life I never thought would be in a fortune cookie. But that is not one of them. No, no. I, I don't even know. You no. don't have to be afraid anymore. If you opened up a fucking fortune cookie <laughs> that said you don't have, you have to, to be, be afraid, afraid anymore, I would feel so fucking personally attacked. That is. <laughs> I I would, but there would I would there would be some relief. I would I, I would be like God. Finally, the universe. It's, it's fucking it's, it's paying like attention cluing in to what's going on with me so, like <laughs> wow yeah you don't have to be i mean i would i almost might get some relief out of that other than like you know you will be rewarded for your hard work you know that kind of garbage yeah i think i would like walk up to the cash register and be like what fucking sick prank are you trying to pull here like how do you don't know me <laughs> what company are these from and where can I get some more of them? Um, so there's a little conversation between them. Jonah says something about all those things dad did to us. And Bree says, I'm sorry it lasted so long. And Jonah said, well, if he didn't die, it would have kept going forever. Bree's like, it didn't. And Jonah's like, he's still in my head all the time. And Bree says, it gets better. He's gone. Keep reminding yourself of that. Which I'm also like, I don't think that Bree got molested. I think Jonah was the sole victim of the molestation. Wow, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, maybe she wasn't as cute as a child. Well, she does say at the end that she saw the dad. I saw him leaving Go your room. Go into your room. Yeah. I saw him see- leaving your room, and that's why I did what I did, which we'll find out uh, what she did. But. Yeah, I think you guys can start to take some guesses. You guys might figure this out a lot faster than I did. Um, at some point, Jonah says, I wish I, I wish I was more like you. And Bree says... You are. You just don't believe it. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either, but I wrote it down because it, it was just kind of confounding to me. It seems like 
and and they take turns not wanting to talk about the past. Yeah, and it's also like they're talking about two separate pasts. Like Jonah seems fixated on the dying incident, like him dying in the fire. Yes, and Bree's like, to- hey, like while we're trapped in those pools, do you want to talk about how you were molested? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just seems like. Not opportune. Like, I would be in there being like, do you remember that Family Ties episode where, like, I would just be, like, bringing up whatever I could to take off the emotion of all of it. Like, there's already too much emotion going on. Like, they should be quoting Wayne's World or something. That's what you do in a situation like that. Yes. Yes. It's like they have no other memories to draw on other than sexual abuse and uh, their father burning to death. Totally. Or, like, what what song do you know all the lyrics to that would surprise me? Like, those are the kinds of questions (laughs) I'd be asking in that situation. (laughs) None of these other things. But no, it's like, what is the worst way to die? (laughs) I know. It's so (laughs) stupid. Um, okay, so the convict is on the hardtop. What the? Oh, how long have you been there for? A while now. Sounds like you girls have been through some stuff. You think that makes you special? All right, so you, you got what you wanted. Are you going to let us out of here or not? Yeah, maybe you should have mentioned you only had 80 bucks in your account. A lot of good that's going to do me. God, are you joking? You swore to your father's grave. Listen. My sister's really not doing so well. She needs her shot. It's in her purse. She's diabetic. Do you understand? She could die. Yeah, right. Like you wouldn't say anything to get out of there right now. I'm not lying. I'm serious. Come on, you don't want blood on your hands, do you? Oh, boo-hoo, shut up. I'm borderline diabetic, and my doctor says I don't even need anything. So maybe that's just for lazy people. I have a different kind. Can you just let us out, please? You know, I don't really see why I'm expected to do you any favors. I mean, this whole thing just pisses me off, you know? You put me in this position because you are so stupid. This is not our fault. Don't give me that crap. What do you want? The world doesn't owe you any favors, and neither do I. Come on, just open this fucking place You know what? Come here. Come over here. Can you hear me? I might just leave you both in there to die. Um. What did she say before she walked off? I might just leave you both in here to die. Oh, brother. There's some like agenda here going on. I I think that people really misunderstand that what entitlement actually is, like. She's acting like they're entitled, mm-hmm. which I think pretty much anyone is entitled to be freed from the pool cover that they're trapped under for a holiday weekend. Absolutely. She's 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 kind of um, uh, just a broad swath of, of anger towards towards 
them for something that they really it's not it's not their moment to moment right, right now. exactly it just, none of it makes any sense she's like there's a lot of bad things in the world you know and it's like i'm sure they do know like you just eavesdropped on them talking about getting molested so like you oh, know yeah, there's yeah, that <laughs> she's like eavesdropping on them so and and giggle like cackle like yeah, it's just she's like, the- like huh <laughs> Idiot girls get molested. Well, you know what? That's what you get. Um, she did call them fashion snobs at one point earlier, right? Oh, yeah, which was amazing because it's like, like, Bree's purse is like, I don't even think TJ Maxx would fuck with that shit. <laughs> like, I don't know where she got that purse. That's one of those things with Lifetime movies where I'm like, you had one accessory you had to pick out, and that was really the one. Like, she has this, like, bohemian, like, kind of, like, in terms of... Uh, shape and in uh style of the leather but it's like a, it's definitely fake i mean i don't know where it's you like would, strawberry or yeah uh, like, i don't know where you would get something like that it's so strange yeah. so jonah says she has a plan she starts to uh pretend to cry um she's sobbing really loudly and she asks the woman if she could tell her something she says she needs her to get really close she wants to tell her a secret so <laughs> what <laughs> I want and she's also like I want you to know but I don't want my sister to hear and I'm like she's gonna hear it's I am sure everything echoes throughout but that's fine like let's really insult this woman's intelligence who already seems to hate us so she comes over and she puts her ear to the hole right yep and then Jonah does something that I mean I'm sorry this is a low blow even for Jonah even for like well, how did she think this was going to help? I, it's, it's, I have no idea. It's just typical Jonah. So she takes the piece of plastic and the, shoves it through the little thing and stabs her in the fucking ear. And says, go fuck yourself. That's, one, that's, that's not the first fuck. There's a, there is, the first fuck is at 23 minutes in. Yeah. Which, that's not a big lifetime thing, right? There's not a lot, usually a lot. Oh, no. That's why I had questions about whether or not this was even a lifetime movie, because there's, there's shit and fuck. That this is a certified rated R. Yeah. And also, so she says, go fuck yourself. She stabs her in the ear. But earlier, earlier, remember when, uh, did we, we talked about, or has it happened yet? Oh, no. The second punishment hasn't happened yet, has it? No, sorry. I'll uh-uh. talk about that in a second. But wait, one second. So she made a she made this this pool shank, this prison, this shank out of the uh, piece of plastic. Yep. Yeah, she I don't know what it helps. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't you're, help at you're, all. You're, you're, you're damaging the one person that could help you get out of here earlier than three days. Also, getting stabbed in the eardrum is just, like, so rude. Oh. Like, how are you going to deal with that? It's just so intense. Um... I also want to point out one thing that, that when we first met her, I forgot to say. She's like, oh, Brie and Jonah, what are those like hippie new, new age names? I'm like, first of all, Brie is like a cheese and like a very popular name. <laughs> Secondly, Jonah is biblical. Like what I'm inferring from this is that, you know, she spells it J-O-N-N-A. But like Jonah is actually a very, uh, very common old school name. It's about as old school as they get. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I know they get the Bible in prison. I just feel like she didn't read it. No. So. No, the new age names thing made me laugh. Same with the wavy gravy brown hair. Wavy gravy, oh, with the wavy gravy brown hair. Good for you. You're, you're quite the hot little thing. Or she's so silly. Oh, and the tramp stamp. 
uh, g- give the lucky boy something to look at. Yeah, I mean, she's just so- <laughs> which. Which it's like I'm I'm reading too far into the, this, but it's like you know, tramp stamps. You know, we all know where a tramp stamps located. So then, if are the boys lucky that they're looking at the tramp stamp because they? I, I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, into this it is much, what it, this is what it is. Is that if someone is naked, uh, you're probably not looking at the tramp stamp. Yeah, exactly. Right. And if you are, then what are you doing to be looking at the tramp stamp? And does that make you a lucky boy? And like, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't think they thought about how creeped creeped out that would make us. I don't think when they were. It it really was like. like, Malls are going to find this to be absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Um, Uh, So. So she gets stabbed in the ear. Yeah. And then she goes and turns on the chlorine, like the pool cleaning feature. Yeah, what, what the big old chlorine whirlwind. And like, I guess, is that a thing? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I I think maybe she put it in self cleaning mode or something. It seems <laughs> so like. like putting like the oven on like auto clean where it exactly. goes up to the highest temperature. Which, by the way, you should know. I still use, um, ever since you came on, please advise those finish uh, tabs that you recommended for oh, yes, dishwashers. Dishwash, they're the best. They're the best. Still you can't, use them. You can't top it. I, I mean. Just not nearly the same amount of uh, hard water stains mm-hmm. that, that I used to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard water stains bum me out. Oh, God, yeah. They're the worst. They they really are, because they make it, especially if you like to clean things and like to be clean. Then, yeah. Then they make things seem not clean, even though they are clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, um, Jonah's like, you're killing us. And then the janitor's face changes, like as if she hadn't realized that she might actually be killing them. So she <laughs> stops the cleaning system. She comes back and she's like, I can do that to you at any time. Uh, and they're like, we understand. Just please let us out. So now she makes Brie hand over the ring. We can I say one thing clip. really quickly? Yeah, of uh, course. Do, the, there's a couple fucks, a few fucks in this movie. <laughs> but, but at 50, 37, when like... It's either right before the big chlorine or I think it's right before when it's starting it up. Jonah, Jonah uh, says, shoot. Like, it just seems like oh, they, right. that would be the perfect time for a fuck. But yeah. like, but she just says, shoot, it, which you only are allowed to have one fuck for it to be PG-13, right? Like in a PG-13, you're allowed one fuck. Well, this is this had more than one fuck. No, I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying so. Like this was definitely a rated R movie, which to me seems like a wild choice for a purchase for a lifetime. Exactly. And but. then what was so? And if you're gonna have three fucks, why not add another one instead of say shoot? Absolutely. Oh shoot! Just go crazy with it. Jonah has a trash mouth. We know this. <laughs> um. So yeah, again, like Brie hands over the ring, and like she just is like, I said, why do they make such a big deal of the ring? Isn't that a classic like, like that's the first thing you give up when you get robbed, and you always bounce up from it. First thing they ask for is the ring. It doesn't mean you're not married or engaged anymore. Also, the uh, the, the the custodian uh, woman, she's never seen the ring. Right. She doesn't know what it is. It could be a friendship ring. Right. It could be like some sentimental value. Because all they did at the, when they they were like, my sister lost her ring. That's where we got caught up. You know, they didn't yeah. say like she lost her engagement ring. So she's like, I want the ring. You know, and they could have. 
I mean, if Jonah was wearing, had been wearing like a, just a ring, they could have been like, here it is. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Because she's already said like she, there was only 80 bucks in Bree's account. Yeah. Which then I'm thinking, well, like, because Jonah comes in and says, I'm at minus five. So you're taking me to dinner. And I'm like, yeah. well, you're not going anywhere great for 80 bucks and if all you have is 80 bucks in your account. Yeah. And here's the other thing is that like, I was like, does, does Brie maybe do it like me? Like she has a cash account where she keeps her quote unquote allowance. And then she has the other ones in a different account. Oh, sure. Or are they so broke that that's the other issue between like the, with, with the ring? It's like it probably took him a really long time to save up for it. Now, if I was writing this movie, I would have been David and I would have said, hey, did you get your engagement ring clean before you went to the pool with your sister? And the message, I don't know where you are. You know, you said you were going to get your engagement ring cleaned. You were going to the pool with your sister. Just throw it in there. It's so easy. Like, he's trying to track her down. Maybe he's subconsciously, like, just, like, backtracking through what he thought her schedule was that day. You know, there's ways that that could have been fit in without it being so... So, like, a, just a lead weight plopped onto the yeah, glass coffee table. Yeah, by the way, you know, you know, by the way, um, I have Friday off, so let's go get your engagement ring fitted. That would have been a better, there's a lot of things, so you don't, you know, like. Absolutely. Could have been a lot of things that he threw in in one of those messages. By the way, I still think he's cheating on her. Totally possible. So, Bree's like, I don't want to talk. I want to be alone, which I wrote LOL. Like This was the best part of the movie for me. This was, I love this. It's a two shot. I don't want to talk. I want to be alone. And she just doggy paddles like <laughs> out of the shot. <laughs> it's just her doggy paddling past Jonah, like to go be alone, which I, for some reason, I, LOL. I, just I thought mean, that it's was just, just so ridiculous. I want to go be alone. So some time passes and Brie is freezing, holding on to one of the pool lanes. She hears something. It's the door opening. Then she hears police sirens. Um, she screams for help. Then her fiance comes bursting in. Like the light hurts her eyes. She's been in there for so long. Uh, he grabs her out of the pool. He tells her she's safe. He holds her. He tells her that they need to get Jonah. Um, she can't leave. We see that Jonah is struggling underwater. Bam. Whole thing was a dream. Yeah. Fucked up, man. Yeah. How dare you, Lifetime. <laughs> so Brie wakes up and calls for Jonah and sees uh, that she's holding the piece of plastic to her neck. Oh, the, yes. This is where we... Yes. Yeah. And um, she says she can't break on her now. They're gonna, they are, they are going to survive. Jonah says that if they do survive, there's nothing out there for her. No one would even notice. Which, don't be so self-centered. Like it's that self, it's that way of being like downplaying yourself while also being incredibly self-centered. Yeah. No one would notice. Like yes. why? She don't have a fiance. Like mom and Steve are so busy that they wouldn't notice that their drug addict daughter Jonah has been like. I mean, come on. Jonah. Maybe if you didn't think Steve's name was Phil. Maybe if you bothered to get to know Steve a little bit, you'd right. find some empathy there or some compassion. Maybe if you weren't shitting on your sister's fiance, the one person who's made her happy in this life that you both know has been fucking miserable for both of you. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so. She talks her down from the ledge. Yeah, she talks her down from the ledge. She's like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. They apologize. So the janitor paces and she looks at the ring. Bree's phone rings again. It's David freaking out. Um, one thing that I love, he's like, I'm going to call the cops if, if you don't come home soon. And then at the end of it, he goes, Brie? 
And he like it's almost as if he thinks he's talking into an '80s answering machine, and like the issue is just that Brie hasn't picked up the phone. Like she can hear him leaving the message, and I'm like, that's not like answering machines haven't worked that way for 15 years. Like what are you talking about, dude? Um, so Jonah's in the pool saying she's like, when I get out of there, I'm gonna eat the whole Thanksgiving turkey by myself, which I'm like. I don't know. I think you can offer a leg or something to Brie. She's been in this as well. She's probably also hungry. But also, and it needs her blood sugar. If her blood sugar's low, I mean, you're going to not give her any turkey. Like, right. You know. <laughs> Plus, I was like, Brie would have croaked from diabetes by now. I, I think, you know. How long can you go without a shot? Well, I don't know. I didn't go that far into it. I, I got a little... After the whole message board uh, fiasco, I, I I did look up some facts about diabetes, but I I just was like I'm am done. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I love go the this f- thought that a diabetes message board like fucking exhausted you, and you're like, man, I can't find this is too dark. <laughs> I'll deal with this when I get diabetes. I'm not fucking with this now. It was making my blood sugar dr- just plummet, yeah. so I was just like, you know. I deal with I deal with low blood sugar issues as well. It's not fun being hypoglycemic. I'm some, you know I get really grumpy when I'm not. I yeah. have to graze constantly. I'm constantly grazing. <laughs> totally. So um, we have another scene with my favorite actress. Um, God, when we get out of here, I'm gonna eat the entire Thanksgiving turkey all by myself. Here, give me your hand. I need to figure out what to say to her when she comes back. If she comes back. She will. People like her need people like us to feel good about themselves. She has like a psycho version of Nurse Ratched. When she comes back, you follow the lead, all right? I will, I promise. Miss? Yeah, it's me. Thank you for coming back. I'm not one of those monsters you keep talking about. No, you're not. We know that now. Really? Yeah. We've had a lot of time to talk since we've been down here. We get it now. At first it seemed like an accident, but... We know it happened for a reason. Go on. There's a lot of things we've done in our lives that were... that were wrong. Right, Jonah? Right. Being down here, it's given us a lot of time to think. And when you let us out of here, we're going to change a lot of things. We promise. I'm really sorry for everything. You know, I used to be just like you. I used to have everything. And then it can all go away in like one second. So you better appreciate each other. We do. I'm gonna hit the code now. And when this cover opens, I'm not gonna be here. I don't wanna ever see you two around here again. Do you get that? 
Yeah, we understand. Okay, we just break this whole thing off to a lesson learned. That's all it was. Spoiler alert, she doesn't know the code. And she interacts with the machine that you punch the code into with such reckless abandon. She's just smashing it. Like, she's just mashing the keyboard and literally... Sm- I'm like, if it did work, it does. It certainly doesn't now. Yeah, and b- b- by the way, like, twice before, she's she's just gone up and been like 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 she's been punching in codes yeah for a while she's she's been punching in codes uh, other people's codes she got the phone code the I atm code say, maybe she's got too many numbers floating around could be she has like some number fatigue or something um so she tells the girls that the manager gave her the pass about a month ago and it's now it's not working um so she's like you're on your own now uh, <laughs> after like you know, this has been a lesson learned and like, you know, still really questioning whether or not this was a lesson that needed to be learned. Like if there's a lesson in there even. We never find out the lesson. We never find. She said, I used to have everything. Yeah. I, well, what I'm was like, that? Yeah, we don't like I, I, this is where like I don't want to I don't want to be spoon fed, you know, but like you got to give me something. You got to like open the locket, maybe just let me see a peek inside, you know, just let me see that. what happened to the daughter give me a glimpse inside of that locket. What, what was everything? What was the everything that you had? You know, mm-hmm. um, so part of the everything. I'm needing a lot more on the everything. Yeah. And additionally, this woman doesn't look like she ever really had everything like. You know, like what, like snacks? Like, I mean, like you, like maybe, like she had like a friend or two or something. But like this woman, unfortunately, she looks like you know, she looks like life has never been really easy for her. There's definitely, you know, it's unless it was like a faces of meth thing, and it just started to catch up to her from there. And that's not a slam to the actress. uh, If anything, it's just you know she played the part really well. But like. She never looks like anything has ever been easy for her. Yeah, you don't get a whiff of like you don't it's not like under the layers of of tragedy there's some thing there that you don't get that like Right. That like I once was like a you know, a daddy's girl and did great in school and I had a pony and had a great boyfriend and then I got into meth. You know, like it's like not it's it's like a lackluster like intervention like the first like 40 minutes of intervention um <laughs> like she's been beaten down yeah. and she was always beaten down always uh, this woman never i mean the the sad thing is that this woman probably does think she's had breaks in her life and i'm like honey you don't know what a break is you're yeah. just beating up these girls for no reason so um Bree's unconscious in the lane divider jonas uh slowly she's like shaking her awake she slowly opens her eyes She's like, I'm not going to make it. Um, and then Bree says she has a confession to make because they might not make it. So I was going to play this. I think we can kind of cut to the chase. Bree noticed that dad caught himself on fire and she held him down uh, so that he would continue to burn. So young Bree helped burn her father to death. She killed the monster. She killed the monster. Yeah, she... Uh, I mean, she definitely aided in it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, he was too drunk to notice he was on fire. So, 
but this is where you see that the, the the small differences in her story. I mean, was that the story she always fed Jonah? Was that you know he was too drunk, or was it? But was he? I guess he he tried to get up and she held him down. Yeah. So there was that. Fuck that, dude. Um, so Jonah decides, like, now that she knows that her sister murdered their dad, she's really going to go after that great. So she's, um, tries a bunch of times. Bree is basically almost gone uh, at this point. She wakes her up with some mouth to mouth in the pool. Jonah is able to make a hole large enough. Oh, she, she, um. She takes that dirty old bathing suit that she shoved under her head. Yeah. Which, by the way, where did that bathing suit come from? She found it when she was checking for weak spots. In the oh, she I came upon it and was like, "Ew!" Like uh, it's just some old trunks that are floating in the pool. Ew! <laughs> there you go. Exactly. You what had the kid, same exact I mean, reaction. That some the, kid got out of the pool naked. I, that, that's 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 the implication. But also, well, you layer it, if you're training. What's that? You layer your suits if you're training. Oh, I didn't know so that. So you get more drag so that, like, when you... Yeah, wow. I was a high school swimmer. So nice. you... Like, you would wear, like, three or... Sometimes up to three bathing suits on top of each other. And then when you would go to competition, you would, like, swim a lot faster because you would have less drag. Like, your muscles would be... It's like warming up with in the batter... The batters with the two bats or the, you know, heavy yeah, bat exactly. donut. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's a lot of different ways that bathing suit could have gotten in the pool, you know. A lot of ways, tons of ways. But I, I thought that maybe Jonah was, I, I thought that maybe Bree had been wearing them because she's like the practical sister. I noticed, I, I don't remember any, I, I remember her getting out and not having them on, but I was like, maybe she, she does seem like the kind of bitch who'd swim with a pair of shorts on <laughs> over her bathing suit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does kind of. You know, like, she gives what? you that vibe. Like I'm gonna just, I'm, it's, I'm here to just swim it out, and I'm gonna be modest. I don't need anyone looking at me. Um, so Jonah makes a hole large enough with the grate um, that she can hit her hand through, and this literally made me sick because like. She does, like, I'm like, hit it one more time. And exactly. You, and you are probably not going to fucking bleed out. She, like, cuts her main artery, like. Uh. Like, sliding her hand. Like, okay, first of all. I that was sick. A, it was a pretty <laughs> cathartic moment when she broke through. Yeah. You know, if you want to take the, the metaphor of, like, you know, smashing the glass ceiling. You yeah. know, like, a woman, you know, heavy, you know. Um, but like, just, yeah, hit it once more or twice more. I couldn't, I couldn't. I literally, it makes me sick to think about it. It was gratuitous. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. So then, um, basically she drags her sister out. The hole gets bigger somehow. I don't know if she sat there and made it bigger or what. She goes back in, gets Brie, drags her out of the hole, which I'm also like, which she would be cut up. I'm like, throw a towel down on the, on the side of the, on the ledge or something. So, um, she like basically shoves her sister's insulin in her legs. She's slowly starting to come, come awake again. And, uh, like Jonah's hysterical. Like she's like, this is, I, now I can be the sister I've always wanted to be. I've never been the best sister. I just saved my sister's life. I mean, it's also like the narcissism of an addict as well to be like, (laughs) new page it's like no jonah like you're gonna survive this and then like in two weeks it's gonna be back to your regularly scheduled programming you like, still have a syringe in your glove box so yeah. don't like you i mean know. and i mean what could that possibly be for there would be no treatment center that would be like 
just to remember your your sobriety, hang on to a syringe. Like, there's no way that that's like so. I still don't. <laughs> that's I, a, it's a totem instead yeah. of a, instead of a disc at a you know. Yeah, I got like my a, month disc. Yeah. I, I got my you know two year syringe. Yeah, and like it's she's only three months in. And it's like I feel like someone would have cleaned her car while she was at rehab. That seems like one of the first things you do. That's a very yeah, unless she's allergic to bees. Oh really? You can you. She could be an EpiPen, but oh. it didn't look like an EpiPen. Mm-mm. It was a syringe. So. But I've I, seen those on intervention. That's a syringe. So. This isn't really worth playing this audio either. But the woman comes in with a gun. And she's like going to kill them both because they got out of the pool. And yeah. I'm like. I think it's pretty obvious they're going to let you go for this. Like they're just had like. As they have been saying since the jump, they just want out of the pool. Yeah. She says, I made it all the way to the car and I couldn't stop thinking about you girls. A, how far away was the car? I know. That like, that, and did you, you keep a gun in your car as an ex-con? I think she sat in there with like a, with like a cigarette and smoked and she was like, what do I do, man? Like, do I have to... You know, I can't go back to jail, but I don't want to kill. I mean, that, I mean, I kept thinking to myself, this woman could have turned this whole thing around by just being a good Samaritan and letting them out. That would have probably gotten her so much more far with the parole ward and everyone else. Oh, There's totally. So right happen- from the get-go. Yeah, they're like, you really have changed. You had an opportunity to manipulate two girls and you didn't take it. Bless you, bless you. You were tiny sneezes. Um, so... Oh, yeah, so, so there's no re. This is a total bogus, like, this is just to get the ring back for them. Totally. Um, so she can't bring herself to shoot them. She gives Brie back her ring, and then they all sit there and cry as Jonah calls the cops. Um, Jonah's like, run. Just, like, get out of there while you still can. Yeah. Um, and Brie wakes up on a stretcher and is like, is this real? It's very real. <laughs> it's it's real because it it's very real and it's very very minimal minim, minimal. Right. Like there's there's two EMT workers and two cops. That was the thing that shocked me. Where I was like, can we get this girl on the bus? Like, why is she just sitting here on a stretcher? Like you're check like you check her vitals inside there. You don't just like. They were sitting there for like 10, they had like a 10 minute conversation. And if you look at Jonah's wrist, the bandaging is, it's the shoddiest bandaging work I've seen. It makes me want to vomit thinking about that whole thing. Like that, that, the, the wrist, it makes me want to vomit to think about it. I really does. It's the most upsetting thing to me. I bet that was a day. A whole flipping day to shoot that wrist Ooh. scene. Like, we got the special effects guys. Come on, let's get the latex. We got to try it again. How many days do you think it took to film this movie? 18. You know? No. Oh. Um, I'm going to look a- up what the budget was, too, in, in a minute. But uh, there's a conversation between them. Brie goes, you did it. And Jonah goes, we did it. And Brie's like, I never doubted you. I guess we're even. And... um. Jonah's like, not yet. And she gives her the ring. And Bree's like, how? And Jonah's like, I killed the monster. I'm like, no, you told her to run. No, and she says, because I thought, my guess, throughout this whole thing, I kept writing lines I was guessing that they would say. And I was wrong often. But on this one, I I thought she was going to say, I killed the monster. But she said, we killed the monster. 
And then, like you said, no, oh. she let the monster go free. Yeah. Nobody killed the monster. There's And, like, also, long story short, she really wasn't a monster. She was just a damaged woman. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we can all admit that, like, it's pretty obvious that, like, you know, she came back and fixed it. I mean, it's just... I mean, if you want to... It's a lot of hot air. I don't appreciate it. No. I mean, if you want to dig deeper, which I don't think they do, but if you want to, like, maybe look look at the metaphor of, like, you know, the monster being the, the... the toxic issue that they never talked about. This, right. This, you know, this boil in their relationship that needed to be lanced. Right. You know, they, they, they cleansed that. They killed that monster. But that's just the same monster that they were talking about from the get-go. So, I don't um, know if I ever want... I never want resolution like that in my life. I would just rather die just with the way it is. Like, I'd be like, do we really have to talk about this? Like now I know you killed someone. Like now, now we've <laughs> both acknowledged that I was molested. Like, can we just not talk about it? Like, it would. Just, I would just feel. I don't. I don't get satisfaction from closure like that. It's a real checks and balances system that uh, doesn't always add up to on the plus side. Yeah, you know? no, really doesn't. Like you know, there's conversations I know that I could have with either parent or you know sibling about certain things. You know, that you're like, well, is this really going to, like, what's this going to do for how me? How productive is this how, really going to be? Yeah. How, how good am I going to feel after this? How, you know, what's the longevity of the positivity that I'm going to feel, you know? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's, it's, it's just, it's better to just not. Um, so we're going to do our scale in a minute, but I just want to show you some things. So this is the poster for the movie. Make sure to pay attention to the font. Can you see that? Well, yeah. Okay. And then the little writing above it says ten, uh, 100,000 gallons of water, 50 meters wide. No way out. Wow. Like when they say that many gallons and that many meters, I'm like, oh, that sounds actually big. It doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Like it could be a lot more claustrophobic. Yeah, I mean, it could be an above-ground pool, like just a small circle. That would be um, that to me would be as bad, if not worse. That's like I think it'd be worse. It'd be like being, you know, buried alive. Also, I was wondering if twelve feet deep, like, had some deeper significance, meaning like, you know, six Six feet feet under, and then then, like two people, you know. And and then I was like, they're twins. That's like this is. I kept coming back to the twin theory. I'm on board now. I I think I love it. I think uh, the twin theory. I don't see why. I think it's, yeah. Why I love not? The, why not? And I mean, because they're not identical and they had different rooms. I think that's the number one thing that stands out to me. I mean, Brie could be so conceited that she refers to her sophomore year as their sophomore year. No, but I like, I like, I like, the, I love the womb. I yeah. love the pool as womb metaphor. Yeah. You know? um, There's a lot. I mean, again, we're, we've thought about this so much more than they ever will. Um, 6,785 people have voted on this movie for, in terms of reviews on, um, IMDb and it has a 5.9. I think that's incredibly generous. I think it's extremely generous. Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's, if this movie was a pool, there'd be so many holes. It would be, uh, it would have leaked all the water out already. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> that's a stretch but I, I'm gonna go there 
Um, um, so there's some there's a goof on IMDb that might be fun. Uh, the shot used to revive Brie in the end is a red orange glucagon pen. A glucagon? Glucagon pen. Well, there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm. That's uh, that's then then that's what she needs because her blood sugar was low. So they did do the right thing. So it wasn't a goof. It was the right pen. We got to redirect that movie something.com. We have to redirect the conversation. Yeah, I got to just just I'm just going to cut and paste. Um, Plot holes. There's two of them. Only two. One of the sisters tried to pull the metal cover from the bottom of the pool. As she's pulling on the cover, she's also standing on top of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is. Oh my! I'm about to read something that's gonna blow your mind. I can't wait. The sisters recover the engagement ring, but never think to use it to cut a hole in the fiberglass cover. The stone in the ring is a diamond. It would cut through fiberglass. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we knew that David was a cheapskate <laughs> and he got that CZ. She was afraid to test test to see if it's a real diamond. Yeah. What if it doesn't cut? I mean, what if it doesn't? I mean, I would rather die in here than know whether or not it's a big diamond. <laughs> if it doesn't cut, I can't even, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, so there's some trivia. Okay. Uh, shot in only 14 days in a single location. Okay, all right. 14 days. That's not bad. You were really close. Um, according to an interview with 1428 Elm, director Mike... How do you say his last name? Eskandari, I think. Yeah, Eskandari said the film stemmed from his own fear of pools and the ocean by saying... Pools and oceans all trigger a bona fide sense of dread for me. Just the whole idea of being trapped in a pool makes me sweat. I decided to tap into that fear, and the concept blossomed from there. Jonah is named as an homage to Jonah from the Old Testament, a character who's trapped in the belly of a whale. Oh, wow. I totally mean, lost me on that one. I mean, I should have. I, I mean... I've heard the story of Jonah and the whale. Um... I'll read one review, and then we have to... What I'm going to ask you to think about while I go through these reviews um, is uh, what's your, what do you think is the finest made film of all time? Most, most excellently well-made film ever. Ooh. Wow, okay. I'll think about it. And, like, it doesn't have to... It can be personal to you. It doesn't have to be something that, like, everyone would be like, yeah, that's the one. Personal to me, I think Badlands. Badlands, okay. Yeah. So when we do our scale, that's going to be number one. And uh, number five is Mother May I Sleep With Danger. So Cloud just thinking your most classic Lifetime movie. So this is a uh, still a five-star review. It's from UT Guard 14. She writes, a couple of... Ooh, God. 
A couple of sisters, one of which is extremely tough to like, get trapped in a covered swimming pool over a holiday weekend. While struggling to survive, they talk about all their cliched issues, abusive father, drug addiction, petty jealousy, etc. Then this bitch janitor with her own cliched issues shows up and the whole film goes off the rails. I mean, I was into it for a little while because I'm a sucker for stories like this. And that was that was rife with cliche that it was rife with cliches wasn't even killing it for me. But I guess they couldn't stretch that out for a future film runtime, so they added the janitor thing. Whatever they think they were uh, whatever they think they were going for her with her character, they completely failed at it. She totally tanks the movie and it becomes less about surviving and more about beating this horrible woman the film mistakenly expects us to care mistakenly expects us to care about and they don't even beat her by the way i won't say what happens but if you're like me you'll be screaming with obscenities over the ending just like jonah yeah um really took it out on the wrong person yeah i agree completely i think that that was a real like she's like the kind of girl that i uh, i i don't i don't fight with people like that i'd just be like yeah really you think that was a problem like i can't have a conversation with you yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I mm. avoid relationships because of people that talk like that. <laughs> so um, the author of this, I am not going to, it's Nina Garwal. She's from London, and um, she writes, it's the worst movie she's ever seen, one star. This review may contain spoilers. This movie infuriated me with how badly acted and idiotic the characters were. They literally could have made it out right at the start, but she only decides to actually do something in the end when her sister is dying. Such a bad storyline. The elder sister suggested that they both move, move the grate to smash the pool cover, but the younger one throws a tantrum and only gets out of her tantrum when her diabetic sister is drowning. And then she decides it's time to go get the grate. Also, the older sister makes such a big deal about having to give her credit card pin to the psycho pool employee and contemplate being left in the pool to die rather than give it. But she only had like $70 or whatever that amount was in her account. 80 Yeah, true. So, yeah, I mean... I, you know, I would have... I really would have... I would watch a movie about the custodian... I, I want to see her story. She's the only person I care about in this whole factor. I mean, there's a lifetime movie. Jonah relapsed, by the way. I'm so sure. Like, <laughs> I don't hope that for her, but someone wrote, how was this scored so high? Garrett W46 from the United States writes, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> the high score drew me in, even though it did not sound slash look very good, but I'm a sucker for a horror slash thriller. Good old bait and switch. Producer must have hired the chick, hired a chick farm. Oh, sorry. Producer must have hired a click farm to create the amounts and give his movie a high rating. Good I'd be Lord. cool with that if it was in any way good. Oh, my God. A click farm. Is that like just a bunch of people that click on things for you? Wow. I don't know, but I think that might be the most revealing thing I've learned here today. I mean, it could be it, right? A click but farm. A click farm. Um, so we do a scale here. Um, we're trying to find out which movie is the most lifetime out of all the movies we've watched this season. Um, one is Badlands. Five is Mother May I Sleep with Danger, meaning it's very lifetimey. We don't call it bad. We just mean it's very lifetimey. Yeah. So on a scale of Badlands to Mother May I Sleep with Danger, one to five, where is the acting on this for you? 
There's so few characters, so you have to like consider. There's not a lot of characters. So like the guy at the beginning surprisingly holds a lot of weight, like carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, one is one is mother may I sleep with danger. Right? Five is. Oh, five is. Okay. So if it's really bad, it's a five. <sighs> it's really good. Badlands. Well, it's it's I, I there's it comes with a caveat, but I'm gonna say uh, it sounds so middle of the road, but I didn't give it a three. Okay. There's nothing wrong with middle of the road, you know. I think that these are not terrible actresses. No. But I think they've been given a dog turd to 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 put to to speak around. Right. It's they, just you know. they really were not given a lot to work with. No, and the lines that they're forced to you know uh, say. And the, and the, and no direction. I feel like there was no direction other than technical direction. Of right. Like, you know, like they probably were just like hanging out. You know, just like, like that's great. That's great. Okay, we're gonna do just one more for safety, and then we want to get another shot of you swimming towards the bar mat. <laughs> Absolutely, so many swimming shots. So underreactions. Um, something crazy happened, and uh, there was no appropriate reaction. It was an underreaction. Oh. Um... I'm going to go, I'm going to go two, one or two. I mean, it didn't seem like. Oh, I think the whole thing was an underreaction. I think this is a five for an underreaction. But there was so much screaming and slapping and the water and banging and. I just think, like, even the woman, when she got her ear stabbed, like, she didn't, like, really scream enough. Like, I think that, like. Whenever she'd find her sister half dead in the pool, she'd be like, hey, hey, come on, don't leave me Okay, now. all right. And I'm like, I'd be freaking out. Like, I don't True, know. True, but there's, God, I mean, I literally wrote, like, I, I, I drew a, like, eye roll face at one point and just wrote, like, so much crying, screaming, <laughs> sitting. <laughs> <Do> an eye roll. <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I, um. I, I just I, then I mean I you know maybe you're very even tempered I feel I feel like you would probably find find the right mix yeah I mean sadly I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> your eye roll face is really cute I uh I, I yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with a two okay I'm, go with two that's just my opinion Overreactions. Oh, uh, five. Okay, there's your five. I mean, it's so funny because I think that's like, I would do the opposite, but I'm also a very dramatic person. Uh, dialogue. Oh, five. Yeah, it's really bad. It was really bad. There weren't even like jokes. Like sometimes they do like a joke that's like, okay, that technically it that is a joke. Like that that's a proper joke. There's a beginning, middle, end, or like there's a setup and a punchline. There's, there was nothing like keep, stop eating all that Chinese food. Those fortunes are going to rot your brain. Like that's not, no, like that's someone desperately trying to be clever. Yes. Des- desperately trying to be clever or like, you know, quit, quit, quit running around. You regret. Like, I mean, that's not right. even a joke. It's just like trying to be like, that's just, I, I mean, yeah. Like, 
I, no I, one says Rugrats in real life. No one says Rugrats. No one would call a stranger's kid, you little shit, right yeah. off the bat. Like, just, you know. No, I mean, there was just so much there that was just, it made no sense. Um, I, although, I think the custodian, Clara, like, if anybody, like, there was a couple kind of wry moments, like, yeah. from her, but uh, no, nothing qualified as a joke. No, that was all in her acting, too. Yeah. Like, she really brought something special to the part. What that was, I still still haven't put my finger on it, but she's great. Yeah. So, uh, wardrobe. Well, um, I'm going to base this... I, I, I'll give it a... I'll say four. Um, I mean, the purse alone upsets me so much. The bathing suit choices were interesting. Um, I wish that they had been given an opportunity to have suits that reflected their own style. Yeah. I appreciated that they weren't dated. Um, You know what I mean? It's very easy to date a a bathing suit to get dated. Yeah. Um, They were classic swimsuits. I also am just like, who is this heroin addict who has like pristine workout gear? Yeah. I mean, that's like a I swim laps kind of bathing suit. Yeah, like I would, uh, yeah. And then but the, at one point, the custodian's wearing coveralls, which I thought was a little like, okay, come on. That's, yeah. that's a costume designer that's just too eager to like, right? you know, because you're not, they don't wear coveralls. She cleans anymore. for a living. She's not like, those are also like her regular clothes. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Uh, so wardrobe, we're giving it a four. Say, I mean, f- yeah, I think so. I mean, I could say five. It's just so it's so limited. No, it's not it's that. So it wasn't that, that offensive. Yeah. It wasn't that offensive. I, I'd say four. Then under there, we have two subcategories, wigs and weaves, um, which I don't think we really interacted with much in this. No, I mean, her hair got caught in the pool drain, but there was a... There the, was about that. The and sub- there was a, a comment about the gravy, wavy, gravy brown hair of the boyfriend, but no, there was yeah. no... There's I no mean, yeah, no, they did a great job of making the convict's hair look, like, messy and, like... Yeah. You know, like, she just doesn't wash her hair. There's something going on there with that. Um, makeup. This is very interesting. Makeup. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'll... I'm going to say a two because because I I thought and I don't know, um, it almost looked like the the pool, the the two leads, the makeup was either non-existent or just very minimal. Yeah. And I think because they're acting in water. But I mean, they looked very natural to the point of not looking great. Like, right. Both of them had kind of splotchy. They looked like they were graying or something. Yeah, and like also like they they had like gray face. Also, Brie like when she gets cold, she turns a little bit blue, but it doesn't. It just makes it look like she kind of ate a popsicle like two days ago, <laughs> and hasn't brushed her teeth. Like it wasn't like the bright blue mouth. It just was like, is your mouth like a little blue gray right now? Like what's going on there? Um, crying. Uh, that big emotional crying jag you look for that I mean I, I, I you know four four I think what do you think yeah I thought especially like once they got out like Jonah was just like really crying way too much and there was so many like just like frustration in the pool inside I want to get out and then, yeah. then the custodian was crying at several 
There's no like whaling. I do love like a whale in order to give it to give it like a five. I need a whale, but like there wasn't anything. Yeah, it was just um, consistent crying. It was like a lot. Yeah, just consistent misery. Uh, victimization of the female character. Oh. Lifetime is television for women, so like the pulse of it has to be that like. Like, even with the Menendez Brothers movie that they just did, they really focused on the molestation aspect of it and how um, how hard Kitty's hands were tied. Who played the mom in that? Courtney, Courtney Love. Love. And she was phenomenal. Awesome. She didn't that's, even look like herself. That's, that's cool. It took me, like, a hot minute to realize who it was. I was very impressed that there were three female leads. I, was, uh, yeah. I, thought, that was, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That was a good thing. Um, so we see a victim in the, in the custodian. She herself is a victim of this world in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Her daughter, God knows what happened to her. She's yeah. a victim. She's just a locket now. But then the two sisters are like, they're already in a bad situation. And now it's, it's like on top of the situation being bad, they're being tormented. Yes, they're being tormented both both physically by their surroundings and emotionally and mentally by what they're f- is forced to come up during that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just some lady being mean to them. Oh God, yeah. That Absolutely. Help either. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just this lady just, just being just <laughs> fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah. For why? Yeah. Like they're in a pool. Like how much could they possibly be giving you? Um, so I don't know for this, it's, for me, it's like a four. I'll go, I'll, it's not like Jody, I'm going to stand on your four. It's not like Jody Arias where you're like, wow, like poor Jody Arias. Like I really have, I use that movie all the time. That's a big reason why this became, this podcast I found, I found that to be an important thing to note in this was because you watch that Jody Arias lifetime movie and you're like. She was driven to do this. It's not really her fault. Who played Jodi Arias? Um, some girl from Lost. Steven, do you know her name off the top of your head? It's like something, uh, something Richards. Yeah, she's like a, uh, she's cute. She was brunette on Lost, and then I mean, obviously, she did the full range for Jodi. Jodi had every hair color, but um, yeah, she, she had a. But it really made what you. What did Ronnie call it? Call it possum face. Because Jodi Arias has possum face in real life too, and they found an actress who kind of has a vague possum face. And did it? And and oh yeah, Ta- Tanya Ramonde, not Richards. Tanya oh, right, right. Raymonde. Yeah, okay. I remember not knowing how the fuck to pronounce that. Did you know a lot about the case before you saw the Lifetime movie? Not much, no. And that's not. And that's one like not like me. So that was really kind of my introduction to it. And then of course I got really into like, the documentaries and everything. But. But it, but it affected how you felt about the case and her and. Oh yeah. 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 Big I don't time. know. I, I don't know I, enough I, about I would it. I let Jody free tomorrow. I think that Mormon guy fucked with her. Fucked with her way too much. He was in it for the sex. And he couldn't say to himself, you know what? Travis set a boundary and keep it. He needed to keep that boundary. Yeah. Font. That's our final one. An asshole. Uh, font. Like poster? Like poster, like any font you saw like at the beginning. I, I did watch it with subtitles. You know, I have some hearing issues. <laughs> but you can pick your subtitles. Uh, you know, so I, I can't really 
can't really you can blame. pick what your font is for your subtitles uh to some degree on on amazon i think there's like a you can pick different uh, there's different that's options funny. It is. i'm sh- I, that would be like that's a, that would be like a very good modern seinfeld episode like the font i always go wingdings because i just love to guess yes um <laughs> i uh i would say uh based on the poster based on multiple titles uh now i you know i mean it's, i don't think it was it's two or three really yeah, it's, it's a good just, two you know it's not it wasn't uh, that bad it was clean they kept it clean a yeah. lot of times they get really like like lots of like swirly things and like can you can you think of a five just a font five um the one um that we did uh his secret life i think one of the posters was really bad it was a five. Oh, um, Liz and Dick had terrible fonts because it was like half of them seemed like they were from a sci-fi film. Like you'd be like pr- the produced by would seem like it was from like the opening segment of like a J.J. Abrams show. Like it was like <laughs> this sort of like all lowercase, but like very sleek, long lines. And then like the like the played by would be it wasn't like old English, but it was just something like very swirly and ridiculous. Um, oh, and that was that during like credits? Opening credits. credits, yeah, 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 yeah. That counts as fun. Yeah, sorry, I was for, I was forgetting about that. But yes, this had no, not remarkable. Lifetime tends to pick a lot of stock fonts. Ah, uh, like yeah. I could have done it on my computer, sort of things. That would be great to recreate all the like, right? All of our episode titles with in the lifetime font of the movie that it's that we That's covered. Genius. Somebody, somebody, get out there and do that. Someone get out there and do that, you guys. <laughs> do it. Um, oh, and I'm just going to say something really quick. So if you're playing bingo at home, uh, you hit a home run today. Uh, Juno Temple is my favorite actress. Okay. That's our center square. I mentioned Juno Temple. Um, okay, so <laughs> happens every week. I can't help it. I love her. Um, so Everything I write is for her. Um, oh, yeah, we did mention Jody already, too. So Oh, good. We're um, all, all classics. So, and you said uh, Wigs and Weaves was like a one? Yep. Yep. So, we have 32. So, not at the bottom, but not at the top either. That's it's a nice mid-range. I'm glad that we didn't go too extreme on this one because it wasn't, a, it wasn't as offensive as it could have been, and it wasn't as great as it could have been either. It's a good mid-range. It's a good mid-range one. Especially, I mean, I mean we've never really had a Lifetime movie with fucks in it. Is this a verse fucks? Yeah. They wow. never do it. That's why, like, at a certain point when I started to watch it, I was like, oh, shit. I think we picked a non-Lifetime movie. Like, where are these fucks coming from? Yeah, this one kind of, like, scooted in the back door of the pool. Oh, no, they loved it. They were, like, so many fucks on this one. <laughs> um, well, Ted, that was a great episode, and it's 5.58 right now. So why don't we get uh, some information about where people can find you, although you can probably find it also in the bio of this episode. Oh, just uh, at Trumpet Cake on Twitter. How did you come up with that? Yeah, and Instagram too, I think. Yeah. How did you come up with that name? I, you know, I, I just... <clears throat> I have a very small talent of just picking random absurd words and it was i just was like when i created got onto twitter uh, i didn't think it was um you know anything and i was just like here just a couple of dumb words to put together right so it was just like you know you know yeah and uh and then it just kind of stuck that's good though 
That's good. I'm glad that you haven't like gone through, you know, your team or something to try and have it changed. Oh, no, no. People do that. Yeah, I, I guess they do, it's but obnoxious. it's like whatever. Like I, yeah, I, I'm not. To the bit. And people also change their. Well, they don't permanently, but I guess you can change. I look, no judgment, but the there was a big thing for a while. Every holiday, people would like. Oh yeah. You know, like Miss, at Mr. Spookykins or whatever. I don't know, or just some sort of pun on their name yeah. for Halloween. I don't know. It's hey, but whatever gets you joy. I don't like to I do say. it for holidays. I do. I only did it. I I have one right now. It's Slender Mommy. Well, that. Uh, but um, and that it, makes complete sense. But it's been that since you know, I realized I am Slender Man. Um, <laughs> that that was basically a big realization for me, and that's when I changed it. Have Have you seen the HBO documentary? Of course, I have. I haven't seen it yet. Lackluster. I mean, here's the thing. It's no fun for, I'm, I ruin all the fun for myself. Like when Going Clear came out, the Scientology documentary, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's real nice for you guys that you're having fun with this. But I've been on this for 10 years and I've known all of this for a really long time. And there's no, inf- there's no new information. Nothing here. new here. Nothing no. new here. In fact, they could have gone deeper and they could have gone more clear. And that was that like that's fine. going opaque. Yeah. Like exa- it, it was it was opaque. That is exactly what it was for me. Um, but I do um, I do have to I do want to watch a show called Murder Made Me Famous. This is one that I've heard about. They have a Jody episode. They have Scott Peterson uh, and they are letting out new facts in that, which I think are cool. So like I that what actually, channel is that? Um, Murder Made Me Famous, I think is on like an A&E or something. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Um, but, um, yeah, they, that was where they released the fact that Lacey Peterson's mom was low key, like scared to bury her daughter without her arms found because she wanted her, the arms to be holding Connor. Oh my God. The baby. Good Lord in heaven. Can you just bury her with some prosthetic arms? People do very well with prosthetic arms. Yeah. Both here and in the afterlife, I would imagine. Yeah, I know. And it's like they loved her so much. They never had to give anyone that prize money. So Uh, they had that half a million dollar fund. You could afford a couple probably very nice prosthetics. Exactly. Yeah. For that. Well, that's sick. Um, anyway, I'm going to eat tacos and watch Murder Made Me Famous. Steven, uh, I hope you have a beautiful Sunday evening. Ted, thank you so much for being here. This was a, I'm delighted by how many notes you took. I have to tell you. Well, I, I'm glad I could contribute something. You contributed a fucking lot, dude. It was, it was really a lot of fun. So One of I my faves. It. High fives to everyone out there in America. This season is wrapping up soon, so make sure you check out our Patreon page and our Facebook page and make it possible for us to have a season three. Uh, if, if you want. All right. Bye, you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Free. 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 Is this real?
kill the monster. you for listening to mother may i sleep with podcast if you liked what you heard make sure you're subscribed in itunes acast or wherever you're listening to this right now want to help support the show we've got a patreon for that patreon.com slash mmiswp if you can't donate but still want to help we always appreciate a five-star review in the itunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends you can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Hey Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.